for it to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And Kyle, joining us today in the guest co-host chair, I'm going to tell you, this is I'm going to call this uh, part one of our listener series. Okay. This is when listeners have paid money. I know. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds horrible. <laughs> to have the chance to sit here. It sounds so weird. But yeah. I kept thinking that... If if uh, if someone said, "Hey, if you pay this much money, you could be on an episode of Seinfeld," mm-hmm. and like you'll be on the whole episode, you're equating us to Seinfeld, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, <laughs> but but you'd be on the whole episode. You wouldn't just like walk in and say, "Here's your lunch." You would be like in the whole episode of Seinfeld. You'd be like a main character. Yeah, that would be worth the, the money. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So today, joining us <laughs> in the guest co-host chair is John. Lamoureux. Lamoureux. You got it. Nailed it. it. How do you spell that? Spell it for us. Okay. L-A-M-O-R-E-A-U-X. Yeah. That's how you say it. Yeah. Perfect, right? Yeah, perfect. Perfect Mm -hmm. sense. You got an X in your name. How cool is that? I know. It's true. (laughs) Uh, Also sitting here, you brought brought your buddy along, Stephen. My brother, Stephen. Older or younger? Younger. Okay. Mm -hmm. How much younger? Can I ask how old you guys are? How old are you? 43. 43 and you are? 38. 38. Yeah. I mean, I'm like older yeah. than him by 10 years. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and how old are you again? I'm 27. I 27. We hate right. your age. We hate it. <laughs> um, so, John, yes. a little bit about yourself. You, uh, I posted this on Facebook on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, in 2017, if anyone wants to host, it'll, it'll, it's this dollar amount. I think it was like four bucks. <laughs> four bucks, and, yeah. Uh, and then immediately, boom, 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 people were just doing it. And that made yeah. me feel good on Christmas morning. It should, yeah. When, Merry uh, Christmas to you. Yeah. So that was, yeah, Merry Christmas to me. Right. You paid the rent on this joint uh-huh. that we're sitting in right now. Uh, and you were one of the first people to do it. Yeah, I think you so. You are also a podcaster. Yes. Thank you for saying that, Pat. That's what is very your, nice of you. What is your name, the name of your podcast? Yes. My podcast is called The Hustle. And it's music related? Music, yes. In fact, I've always felt like your Listen, well, we, a lot of my listeners are your listeners too. And I think there's a lot of, I think your people would appreciate it. What we try to do is tell the stories of the artists where kind of the spotlight has moved on. Uh-huh. So it's, it's the, it's the littler guys. It, what the, the question that I'm trying to answer is what is the emotional, psychological and financial impact mm-hmm. yeah. of brief rock stardom? So gotcha. if you had one hit in 1985, can you still live off that now, you know? And what's the answer to that? Can you? Some can. It depends on, you know, I've learned a lot about like performance royalty, writing royalty, mm-hmm. production royalties, all that kind of stuff. Some people, um, we just recently completed an eight-part series on the uh, artists behind like indelible hits of the 80s. Mm-hmm. We had Wally from the Romantics on, Fee from the Tubes on, nice. Cutting Crew, um, New Shoes, Animotion, Musical Youth. Uh, the Breakfast Club, Kimberly. So here's an interesting story. Unfortunately, okay. this I wouldn't say this this particular interview had the most oomph of all of those. But okay. Kimberly Rue, who was a member of the Soft Boys, and then Katrina and the Waves, and he yes. wrote "Walking on Sunshine." Year and a half ago, he sold the rights to BMG to Katrina and the Waves music for ten million pounds. And prior to that, that song alone. How does that uh, How does that transfer into American dollars? 
pretty close, uh, right? Now, yeah, I think it's the pound yeah, after the now. Brexit. Yeah, <laughs> right. I would. I think he might that's have lost money. Probably close to I don't know, maybe twelve million dollars or something like that. Yeah. But prior to that, that song alone generates a a, a million pounds of in uh, royalties a year. So he's fine. Yes, he's fine, right? <laughs> right. But not everyone, you know, I interviewed Bill Wadhams, who was the, one of the lead singers of uh, Animotion. Mm-hmm. And he sang Obsession, which is gigantic. But Michael, Michael DeBar, DeBar, your buddy. With Holly Knight, I think. Yes. Yeah. Wrote it. So, so that's how Michael DeBar is able to live his uh, yes. tour lifestyle. Right, right. I swear he travels with his own photographer. You, you must follow him on Facebook. Yeah, Every day there's some new mm-hmm. post shot. He has to have found somebody. Yeah. Uh, he must have like a guy with him who just is always taking pictures of him everywhere he goes. I have to tell you, the, the easiest guys to deal with are getting, I mean, everyone's nice once they're here, but mm-hmm. when you have to deal with their people, it's a fucking yeah, asshole. Yeah, I've and I've said this before, the, the people that are easiest to deal with are the ones when I email, whatever emails on their website and it happens to be them. Mm-hmm. And that's like Ricky Warwick and Michael yeah. DeBar and Fee Wable. Fee, where are you? you? You said that we would do this thing. And then, uh, I know he came on my show. I know that's great. Well, well you know, the thing is with, with mine, they, ha- yeah, I don't, they I don't have, they have to physically come here. They have to come here. That's the thing. And so I, I live in Denver and there were three, as I saw it, kind of barriers to entry. Number one, I'm a nobody, right? Mm-hmm. So who's going to come talk to me and why? Well, look, and I, but I mean, <laughs> what I want to say. It's amazing that anyone comes anywhere. Yes. Okay. So this is. You're okay. sitting in the chair where all these people come and they sit in that seat. Right. They come here. It's weird. What I found, and this is kind of an, this is a little secret. You tell someone you have a podcast and they'll talk to you. And now granted, I'm not going after Bono. I mean, I would interview Bono. I'm more interested in the sure. people who, the littler guys. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, you had this moment and now you work in a cubicle like the rest of us. How does that feel, you know? Now, when you have these guests on, do you have to be a fan of their music? Well, luckily, so I mean, we're coming up on our 100th episode and I only reach out to the people that I really care about. Yeah. So I'm talking to the guy who you know, had a song that I loved in 1987, you know, the Blow Monkeys, a yeah. band that no one cares. I love the Blow Monkeys and I talked to the lead singer of the Blow Monkeys. I'm sorry, you know did you mean? say you love the Blow Monkeys? No. <laughs> okay, I wasn't just, I... I knew something like that. Was of course, of yeah. course. But I, like, for instance, we, um, one of our biggest episodes was I interviewed the uh, guitarist for Blind Melon, Christopher Thorne. Okay. Because think about that. You've just achieved worldwide fame. Mm-hmm. You're millionaires. Yep. And out of nowhere... The face of your band, the only guy anyone could pinpoint on the street, yeah. dies like that. What do the other guys do with the rest of the Did he die or did he commit suicide? He died of a, died of a drug overdose That's, in New okay. Orleans. All yes. Right. Well. So you're now the guy that, you're the guitarist in a band. No one knows who you are. Mm-hmm. What do you do for the rest of your life? How do you feel? About, you know, it's over. Yeah. And I just found that, I find stuff like that fascinating. And he, uh, he was kind enough. In fact, one of my... Toot my own horn for a second. He told he sent me an email afterwards, and he said, "I just have to be honest with you." And I thought bad news was coming. And he said that was the best interview I've ever done, and I've done millions. And that I mean, I'm a nobody. Well, well here's in why. Denver. And I'll tell I you why. Out of my bedroom you because know I, mean? I I get emails like that too. Yeah, and I'm not saying yeah, no, oh, yeah, I, me too, no, John. Podcaster to podcast, you can see what I'm saying because right? um, because first of all, you're giving them more time than they've ever had before. True, you're shining a light on their whole entire career. Yeah. You're, you care about them. You care about their music. Right. So, you know, when we've interviewed Elliot Easton and uh, Tony Brock from the babies and, and, and Ricky Warwick, these people, yeah, they're like, wow, that was really, yeah. no one's ever left. John Waite, um, 
was still teary eyed when I walked really? him to his uh, car the day oh. he did it. And he's like, you got me, man. That was really, really. Great. Yeah. Is, so, I mean, um, we're just guys, Pat. Can I know. You, I mean, like I said, I'm in, I'm, I take these, I, so I'm, I'm hopeless technologically. Mm-hmm. Right. So I kept thinking if I, you need to get a Kyle. I, well, I have a buddy of mine, Yan, uh, oh, he's who, no good. No, he's our, produ- he's our Kyle. J J A N N J A N. Yeah. Polish name. Wait, wait, one N or two N's? One N. All right. I like you guys Um, with just the three letter names. (laughs) You like that? Uh, He's a, he's an old friend of our families and uh, he's basically the producer because I'm so hopeless. So I do the interviews, I record Mm -hmm. them. I I admit the sound quality isn't great because it's just a recorded phone conversation, Yeah. but I didn't know how else to do it. And I thought if I hold myself out to like buy the right, you know, microphones and learn how to Mm -hmm. do all that stuff, I'll never get around to it. And so um, I send him all the stuff and like, you know, cut this part out, play yeah. this song here end with this. And he puts it all together and he's great at it. And then we put them out every Tuesday. Kyle is just the producer in the room. I do all the post production. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah. See, I'm, I'm a but, uh, but, but having know. him here is invaluable. Cause as I, as we were talking earlier, when, when the times that he hasn't been here and I can't get anyone to sit there and I have to interview and play the music and all this stuff, uh-huh. it's really difficult. I don't feel like I'm on my game. Like yeah. When we went to Martha Quinn's house uh-huh. and I couldn't get the equipment working and then I couldn't, it was, right. to me it was, a, mm-hmm. it was difficult. But, yeah, um, I can imagine. Luckily, because I knew if I put it on myself to worry about all that, I would probably never get around to it. And I think I would like to learn how to do all that. But on the other hand, I get to do this with my friend, you know? So it's nice that we get to do this together and he's good at it. I'll tell you this, the equipment we have here stands inexpensive. The mics are not expensive. The wires are not expensive. This thing that the headphones are plugged in Mm -hmm. is not expensive. That board was, I don't know, maybe 150 bucks. Really? But altogether expensive. Very expensive. (laughs) And then we just use, uh, we use GarageBand. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is, is okay. What we're, and then I, uh, I produce it. I do the post through an uh, application called Sound Studio. Okay. And then there's something for free called Levelator. You mm. can drag your file in there and it'll, like, if for some reason you are really hot mm-hmm. and I'm like down, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll bring everyone, okay. e- even it out. So, you know, it's, because I think that is, uh, with podcasting, I always tell people, like, people are like, hey, I want to do podcasts. What, you got any tips? I go, it's got to sound good because. Mm-hmm. I don't care what your content is. Mm-hmm. If it sounds terrible, people are going to be like, I can't listen to this. Yeah, it's awful. Right. I said, and then consistency. Yeah. You drop those episodes yeah. at the same day and, and possibly the same time mm-hmm. every week. And I, always, I would always say, look, if you went to watch your favorite TV show and they were like, yeah, it's going to be mm-hmm. on tomorrow instead of right. today. Or, right. oh, we aired that one last week. I go, mm-hmm. it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So do yeah. You, when do your episodes drop? Every Tuesday. Um, my Yan, mm-hmm. my buddy, like yeah. I said, um, he lives in Scotland, and so there's a seven hour difference. So he usually wraps it up Tuesday night, okay. sends it to me, and I post it Tuesday afternoon. So and we can find it on iTunes. It's on iTunes. It's the on hustle. The hustle. The hustle. Yeah, you can uh, search by. And I think you have to search by the hustle. And tell us how you came up with the name the hustle. Interesting. So my brother who's sitting here, initially he and I were going to do this together. Yeah. And, um, I think you made the right movie. He's very quiet. He's got to work. He's not on mic, folks. No. We don't have a mic for him. He's way more technical than I am. Mm-hmm. So he was going to kind of do that. And he's the only person I knew who liked a lot of the same music I did. Yeah. So I thought we could do this together and interview people. Um, I, we were going to call it Unsung because these people are sort of unsung and there's a music connotation. That's a great name. Right. Well, it was already taken Damn or it, it appeared to be already taken. So we were brainstorming, what else do we do? And I thought, um, I remember this quote I read somewhere a few years ago that said, hustle is the new talent. 
And I thought that's kind of what these people are doing. Mm -hmm. They're hustling to keep their name alive, yeah. to make money, to market themselves, to get their music heard, you know? And it just felt like the, you know, an easy thing. So that's I, what I did. I guess what you're finding from your podcast too is that uh, if the people wrote the songs, then they're doing okay. Mm -hmm. But yes. like, like a band like The Police, mm -hmm. now they've made millions of dollars, right. but Sting pretty much wrote 95% of those songs. I know. You know, like Roger Daltrey, I think he's got one co-write on a song. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> even though he's Roger Daltrey and he right. can tour solo, he can do, mm -hmm. he still has to tour. He can just, Pete well, Townsend can sit at home. Right. But hence the reason Roger gets Peter, uh, Pete out of retirement once right. in a while to do these things so Roger can yeah. pay his bills. And, right? one of the, and one of the best stories mm -hmm. I ever heard is one of the tours they went, one of the first reunion tours they went on was because Pete and Roger were talking and they found out that John Entwistle didn't have any money. Really? <laughs> because he lived the rock star lifestyle, yeah. houses, cars, sure. hookers, dope. Yeah. And so they're like, well, we got it. We got to do it. We got to do John, it. Right? Yeah, we got to do it. So they drag Pete out. He's yeah. the guy, you know, he's it, the monkey. And it wasn't like Pete called up, uh, Roger and Pete talked and said, we have to go back to digging ditches mm -hmm. because John needs money. Sure. No, they're going to go out and play for music sure. for people that are going to mm -hmm. love it. You have to think though. I mean, I wonder, I mean, I don't know about you. I'm a reg and we're going to get to this in a mm. minute, by the way. Oh, Your Jesus. listeners want to know what in the world you're up to. Okay, you calm down and back off. <laughs> well, just get you're, ready. You're a co-host. No, you're, you're a guest. I'm going to do to you what I do to my my uh, guests, which is I want to know how you pay your bills. I'm not anyway, going to cry. But think about Roger Daltrey. I mean, they've sold enough records, and he must make enough of a performance royalty yeah. on millions. Of, that you would think so. He still would live better than you know ninety oh, yes. percent of us, but yeah. he needs to live better than ninety nine right. percent of us. Right? You know what I mean? Because he has this lifestyle, and he sure. might have an ex wife or two. And exactly, I think he's, I think Roger's got a lot of kids too. I think he's got yeah, five or six does, kids. Which is right? how All many kids people, do you have again? Three. How old are they? Nine, eight, and four. Oh, that sounds like a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, right. no, it's um. Well, I, I have two. I have two daughters, and they're mm -hmm. twelve and sixteen. And it's mm -hmm. it gets easier. It gets easier and harder. It gets both, different you know, challenges. But like right? they do their own laundry now. And oh, they that's do, huge! It's all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they'll, they'll do like I can say, "Hey, can you can you pick that up?" And right. They, they that's nice. Know what it means. A big one for us was when they started when they figured out on Saturday mornings how to turn the TV on. Oh. Because then up to that point, they wake up at 545 hey, turn this on? and they come wake you and you got to be there with them so they don't kill themselves or break something. Yeah. But when they know how to turn the TV on and change yeah. the channel and put a show on and entertain yeah. and we can sleep in a little. Yeah. That was a major. Well, once they could, they could get their own milk and cereal or yes, get a banana kind of or whatever. Stuff. Yes. We're in that world Get, a, now get too. a yogurt. Yeah. But then there was that period where they'd go. Uh, we're awake now and we're going to get breakfast. Right. Yeah, yeah I don't need to know that. Yeah. Don't wake me up just, for that. Just, keep, just, do, just it. do it. Yeah, exactly. Do it. Yeah. Um, the Hustle, are you anywhere else besides iTunes? Libsyn? No, uh, Podbean. Podbean? So the hustle.podbean.com. You're probably on a lot of those. Um, are you on Stitcher? I, I think so. You probably I are. I probably am. Podbean, I, I like that app on my phone. Yeah, I do that too. Um, yeah, we um, and we're on Facebook. If you want to, I, I admittedly I can't quite grasp Twitter. We're on Twitter at the Hustle Pod, um, but I don't I don't quite get it. Well, just but, promote yourself on it. I just say I, I mean every Thursday I, I do the same tweet. Hey, 
ready right. for your ears. And I put up the that's Facebook artwork do. and I say who's on it and I say yeah. what the topic is and I put a link. Yeah, that's what I do. I don't think I follow you on Twitter. I'm sure you I'm sure you don't. So I'm You've never to do listened it. to the podcast. I know, but I told you, you I don't even listen to uh I know. I don't take it personal. Pardo always yells at me. You didn't listen to never you don't listen to never I go two episodes a week. I I can't. Well in yours are I mean, I gotta be honest, this is so strange listening to you in real time because I'm used to listening to all of my podcasts double speed. Oh really? Is that true? Oh totally. All of them. And so I will listen to your I'll slow down when you play a song Mm -hmm. if I want to hear it. If it's one I already know, I usually do the fifteen seconds. Sure you always know it. And I know most of them. (laughs) But uh it is so strange hearing you and you know it, your regular voice. I don't know that I've ever heard it. How is it like hearing Kyle's silence in double time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I'm used to. Were you drinking last night? Can I ask you that? Were you out? Did I you, was not last night. No. Do you go to bed late on Saturday because it's your you know Sunday's your day off? Saturday's my day off too. I know it is, but I mean you got to wake. Uh, you know. uh, no, I didn't go to bed too late last night. Are, they, are Sundays not good for you? No, they're fine. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> he's my nephew. Did you know that, Stephen? No. Oh, yeah, yeah he's my nephew. Yeah. So it's all, you know, brothers, nephew, yeah. uncle. Yeah. Uh, I had one more question for you, and then I forget what it was. Yeah. Oh, did you ever have a guest on your show? Because I, I have one of these uh, mm-hmm. that, um, that you weren't really a fan or interested in their music. And for me, when I, when I booked John Wade on the show, his people said, hey, would you, would you want to have Wang Chung on? Mm-hmm. And I was like, they didn't say you can't have John if you don't right. take Wang Chung. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, uh, okay. Yeah. And those guys were fantastic. I love Wang Chung. They were so great. I love them. And yeah. I would I, interview them in a second. In fact, I've yeah. tried to reach out to them and haven't heard back. They, they were great. They played live in studio. Oh, wow. They were funny. They were self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. They, um, they, they, they were great. Yeah. I, and yeah, but those are the only, those are the only people. Cause that's I, happened. I don't want to reach out to someone. You know, like if someone said, uh, hey, do you want to interview John Prine? I'd be like, I don't know anything about know John Prine. I don't know. I it's can't. True. You yeah. Know. I mean, luckily, I, I only reach out to people I'm really yeah. interested in. The yeah. bands I love or the people mm-hmm. I perceive would have a really interesting story. Cool. Um, sometimes I, and, and because, again, I'm, because I'm dealing with kind of the little guys, yeah. it's usually one-to-one. It's a Facebook friend request, mm-hmm. or they might still have a website, and you click the contact button or yeah. whatever. But sometimes, yeah, when I find their people... Um, I was trying to uh, interview the other guys from the jam, okay. not Paul Weller, but the other two. Right. That's cool. And, um, the lady who replied was like, uh, I don't know about that, but how would you feel about talking to John Ilsley of dire straits? And which I would do that. But bad. then they said, and what about he was nine below player, right? zero? Yes, he was. Okay. Would you, what about nine below zero? And I'm like, I don't even know who nine below zero yeah. is. Um, that's but, a hard email to write back to. Cause I get that a lot of time. Hey, blah, blah, blah. I had a yeah. great time. Would you like to, to interview uh, ice pick? And I'm like, right. look, right. that's not what the show right. is. I don't know. Anything I tried about. getting Adam Ant on and his, I got turned down and then I got an email recently from his people wanting to know if I wanted to interview his opening act. No, you don't want to. And I was like, well, the point of the show is really how you build, how you pay your bills after a, you know, a long career. I just saw that tour two weeks ago and you did. It was, fa- it was fantastic. I want to go. He's one of my all time I saw him about, I saw him five years ago, 2012. We did too. And um, he was a little heavy Mm -hmm. and he, he was, it was a good show. Yeah. But he didn't. Wasn't prime Adam to me. This time. Really? That dude looked like 1980s. Oh, Adam Ant, whole it was unbelievable. And we were super close. Really? Because his people got us free tickets. Oh, man. Dude, it was. 
I'm so jealous. You got to almost booked this this trip to see you uh, around seeing him. Oh, we would have been there uh, together. It was the Kings of the Wild Frontier. Trail, yes, right? yes, yes. Uh, you have to work your podcast to get yourself some free concert tickets too. Uh, yeah, I do. Just You're say, right. hey, I'll promote the show. I'll play some well, music. Well, I'm usually talking to people who aren't really in it anymore. You know what I mean? No, I'm saying use it. If, yeah, there's, if there's yeah. bands coming to town that you want to yeah. see and you yeah. know in advance, True. reach out to the people and say, right. hey, I do this podcast. I have, uh, you know, whatever, right. whatever you want to tell them and say, uh, say, I'd like to get some tickets. I'll, I'll talk mm. about the show before and I'll promote it before Good and I'll, I'll talk about it afterwards. Good idea, yeah. We write for uh, Pop Culture Beast, which is an online website. So yeah, we, we get tons of free stuff. Okay. Yeah. Once in a while, the, they'll send me um, their new album, you mm-hmm. know? That's and cool, like too, though. one or two to give away or something That's like That's great. That. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever I have a guest doing like Kenny Aronoff and his publisher sends me six hardbound books, that's pretty great. Yeah, it sure is. So I, I, love, I love giving out free stuff. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. We're going to get into the topic. How long in are we, Kyle? About 20 minutes. 20 minutes of bullshit before yeah. we even play music. <laughs> well, wait, wait, real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah. How do you, Pat Francis, pay your bills? Um, I know your wife's a screenwriter. She's or a screenwriting a screen teacher. Okay, yeah, she's yes. a screenwriting teacher. Yes. She teaches all over the world. She's mm-hmm. leaving this week for Cartagena. Mm. And then the following in two more weeks, she'll be in London. Okay. Um, and she's taught for the, uh, the WWE, the World mm. Wrestling. What is the E for? Entertainment. Entertainment. I still say World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, that's yeah. the old one. But, um, but when I have a job, it is usually story producing for reality television. Okay. Um, this past summer, I worked on a show Greatest called Greatest Hits, Hits where I was a, I think they called me research consultant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most recently, I worked for uh, another company where I was doing, uh, uh, I, signed, I signed like 50 uh, non-disclosure agreements. So mm. all I can say, I was doing research okay. for a couple of their projects, okay. whether those will happen or not. Okay. And um, and I have an interview in two weeks to work on a a music-related game show oh. that's a network show, oh, wow. but I can't say anything okay. about that okay. either. Okay. But yeah, so you know, it's always behind the scenes. It's kind of a TV. contractual project by project. You're not getting up every day and going no, to work. No, no. Okay. But I would do that, mm-hmm. and that's... There are actually jobs that I've recently been thinking about um, do, doing uh, uh, that are not uh, entertainment-related. Oh, okay. Just to... Uh, like what? Nah, I'll tell you off. You there. don't. Okay. 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 Um, <laughs> good luck. Uh, seeing you th- in three dimensions, I can only say good guy? luck. But what if what if I get some scrags? Uh, as my yeah, true, 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 true. Then I look yeah, like I'm, if you, I'm, if I'm you a winner. Have, if you have low expectations, yeah, you I'm might a be winner. Fine. Uh, so yeah, that's what I do. Okay. But okay. Um, yeah, because and then you know uh, you know any donations or anything that we get on this show right. are just. Uh, Oh, you know, whatever gas money or, you know, cause that's when people, I think when people listen to podcasts, what they don't take into account were like before the girls could stay at home by themselves, sometimes would have to get a sitter. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, you have to, you have to, everyone, you have to schedule around everyone's Mm -hmm. thing. And it's, you know, it's, it's all that stuff that I don't think people take into account. They just hear the show and they think, Mm -hmm. man, that guy's having a great time. They're Mm -hmm. playing music. And that is true. We are having a great time. Yeah. And uh, I also tell people that that are going to do podcasts. I'm like, if you're going to do a podcast because you think you're going to make money, don't no, do it. There's no way. I go, only do it if it's something you're passionate mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. and if you're having fun. Yeah. 20 episodes in, if it's a hassle to you right. or a hustle, yeah. uh, I go, <laughs> well, I go stop, stop yeah. doing it. Yeah. It's not worth it. 
Now, this so. has been pretty life-changing. I love it. Good. I mean, just to think I'm talking to my favorite, my heroes, and they don't know me. Well, thank you. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that led to this. Talking did you to this cry, For a second, did you think he was talking about us? <laughs> no. No? You didn't think at all? No. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so let's get it. You okay. now. Now, part of the thing was you got to pick the topic. Yes. So tell okay. us now, and then go ahead. Tell okay. us what the topic is. So I agonized over this, and we had talked about doing a Hall and Oates show. Yeah. I thought about maybe doing Joe Jackson, Billy Squire. We've done all of this. Okay. Uh, I didn't do a topic like that because I, it didn't sound fun to me to play you music you already knew, and so I wanted to. Pl- I and. I, I feel like you have a blind spot when it comes to two of my very favorite genres, which is like 70s R&B and 80s new wave and alternative. Uh, I don't know that that's true with the 80s new wave alternative. Really? Okay. Uh, the R&B. Maybe you just don't play it very much in here. Maybe. 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 I'm okay. always like, I play what I play and sometimes I'll surprise people. But then I always like, I know that I know what Murray will play. I know what April will play. I know what mm-hmm. Sieg will play. Christy and I, I think are the most compatible really but so i'm always like well i know they're gonna play something mm-hmm. different mike mm-hmm. siegel loves the the r&b and mm-hmm. stuff so okay. but anyway continue yeah so i i'm more i like april and i are basically twins 80s alternative. Well, i'm, I'm looking at you <laughs> well musical twins um so then i thought well i don't you're a smart enough guy if you haven't come around to that stuff by this point yeah questionable but <laughs> you're a smart enough guy if you haven't come around to that yet then why force that on you now so i thought I want to pick songs that I think you'll like. Okay. You probably don't know. Okay. Um, they're, they're largely obscure. Almost all these people have been on my show. I didn't plan it that way. Mm-hmm. It's just I like obscure musicians, so yeah. I could bring them on the show. So you should try some of to, these I have little stories behind. You should try to interview Billy Squire because you know that guy owns all his masters. I do, and I've reached out many times, and every time whoever manages his page is like, oh, let me ask him. And then I don't hear back. I met him once uh, after a show with uh, my concert wife, Suzanne Dillingham, mm-hmm. and uh her and I were the only two waiting to meet him. Oh, really? And he was super, super nice. Now, really? that doesn't mean that you could get him on your show or sure. I could get him on my oh, show. I, I think he lives in New York or Connecticut. Mm-hmm. But he was uh, he was very, very nice Good. man. Yeah, He seems like it. Very talkative. Love, he's like near the top of my wish list. And he, uh, he played a really, uh, a really great set list. Like it was like, he played like a really deep album cuts. Like really? I'd say half of the set list was like, I can't believe he's playing yeah. that. I love him. So. And he never comes to Denver. He doesn't really tour. He no, doesn't even. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. No. He the big have beat to. has made him so much yes. money in sampling with rap artists that he doesn't have to do anything. That's from the album Tale of the Tape. Tale Pick of the that tape. up. It's on uh, <laughs> Rock Candy Records. I love that label. I don't get any kickback, but man, is that a great, great album. A good one. A good one. All right. So okay. the, the title of today's yes, show Lost Gems of the 80s. I Lost felt like Gems that was of a the good 80s. Enough, a, a specific enough connective mm-hmm. tissue mm-hmm. that would put together a bunch of songs I wanted to play. There were okay. a lot of the seventies, but I didn't lost gems of the seventies and eighties felt too big. Now, you threw a, you threw a little curveball in, into me about uh, two weeks ago where you said each song is going to connect to the other well, one, not connect to the other one, but I like hearing the stories. You know, if I play a song for you, cause most people may not know a lot of these songs, Okay, but if I can say the guy singing this song also sang this other song that okay. you probably know, but didn't realize, or he was in a band with these guys over here. Gotcha. Connecting, the, if you ever listen to the Rock and or Roll podcast with BJ, he's the master of this. So I, I, I like stories like that. And so a lot of these have a story like that, where this is the guy who did this other thing. So maybe you don't know this song, but yeah. you would know that one. 
You know what I mean? Gotcha. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to let you start okay. because this is your show. It's okay. all about you. Fun. Well, we're going to kick it off with a song that you dumped on recently with, in a recent episode. Oh, no. And I love this song. It's coming and I'm at redeeming me. it. And I'm going to tell you some background about it afterwards. Please don't. <laughs> Cause you're only a man And a man's got to learn to take it Smile believe, though the Just smile gets rough, <laughs> But you gotta hang tough to make it History repeats itself Try and you succeed Is that Stan Bush singing? I'm close Speaking of people I'm trying to get on the show You can have your dream You're the best around Yes Nothing's gonna ever keep you down You're the best around And nothing's gonna ever keep you down You're the Are you best dying? So when you want Kyle to fade it down, just okay. dismissively okay. point at him. So I gotta get. So that's Joe Esposito. Okay, one of the best voices ever, and he was on my show, and you crapped all over him. I thought it was really rich. It was <laughs> while you were playing a number of Survivor songs. Oh yeah, as if one was better than the other. Well, let's be honest. Survivor has hits. Uh, yeah, I like Survivor. And by the way, "Caught in the Game" is my favorite Survivor song, and you dumped on it the entire no, no, no. conversation. I was, I, I, but I was really Maybe you're just dump- using it. I was really like dumping on the fodder. album. I like okay. that song. That yeah. that riff is, but it's he so sings good. he sings so many words in yeah. that. You know that uh-huh. I, it's you know it's not typical. It's not right. like ba bum bum ba bum bum rhyme rhyme rhyme. It's killer. But uh, so let me tell you about Joe Esposito. Right. Okay, so in the seventies, he's a part of this kind of disco singing group called Brooklyn Dreams. Okay, one of the guys in the band is Bruce Sudano who went on to marry Donna Summer. Okay. And in fact, Joe co-wrote Bad Girls, her big hit. Joe's doing fine. Yes. Well, so here's the deal. So he, um, Sylvester Stallone's a huge fan, mm-hmm. right? And he wants, he picks Joe to write a song. I think Kyle mentioned this. Joe, I want to write a song for me. It's got to be my, my movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's Joe, you're best around. Right. <laughs> So Joe writes, you're the best for Rocky three and it yeah. doesn't get picked. Right. I, the tiger does. Thank God. But, but, <laughs> but by the way, a lot of my songs tie back to movies. But okay. That's fine. Um, uh, John G. Abelson, who, who directed, directed the first Rocky. Rocky is directing karate kid mm-hmm. and Sylvester Stallone give, puts in a good word for Joe's song. So mm-hmm. it gets selected and put in karate kid. Sylvester Stallone feels bad for not doing right by Joe. So he asks Joe to write another song for Rocky Four. Okay. And he wrote Hearts on Fire that John Cafferty went on to sing, right? From the, Beaver, from the Beaver Brown band? The, the one and only. <laughs> one and the same, right? So I think that's kind of interesting. And now today, Joe is like a lounge singer, club singer in Vegas. You're the best. <laughs> no. Around. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's better than that. He and his musical... And here's... Okay, another weird layer of, of trivia. His musical partner is a guy named Randy Hall, and they go mm-hmm. under the name Kyle... Or uh, Cool Change. I'm looking at Kyle. Kyle Change. Kyle Change. Cool Change. Okay. Randy Hall. Uh, if you remember the movie Can't Buy Me Love... Not every story is going to be this long, by the way. Can't Buy Me Love. There's a, <laughs> when I listen to you talk at double speed, that laugh of right. yours just sounds like this weird grunt. <laughs> Doing it in real time. Is ah. Anyway... If you remember Can't Buy Me Love, there's yes. that famous scene. Is that with Patrick Dempsey? Yes. God, there's he's, that, he's dreamy. He is so dreamy. Mick dreamy. Anyway, there's that famous scene when he gets the whole school to do the crazy African anteater ritual dance at okay. the school dance. The guy performing the song that they are all dancing to at the school dance was Randy Hall. 
And that's Joe Esposito's musical partner in Las Vegas. Okay, and both guess, those guys were on my I, show. I guess you can YouTube that, folks, if you have any It's true. To this is why what this Randy is Hall the point like. of my... Well, you don't have to know what he looks like, but that's what... He's got stories. I had okay. both those guys on my show. Well, that's fantastic. All right. Anyway, I think that's interesting. I have no story for, well, my, bring it. for my first song. What are you going to do? I'm going to play a song and tell you where it charted, okay. if it did chart. It's my first song. Where it charted? Is that what you said? No. Oh. This oh. Okay. Is it in the order you have it on there? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. no. It's not in the order here, but I, but I have a list, so I'm cool. Okay. All right. So this song mm-hmm. is... Uh, <laughs> yeah. You did so great, and now I feel like... A, <laughs> they a, aren't all going to be dunce. like that. <laughs> I like this song. <laughs> I like this song. This song, song I like. This song it was should've... in the 80s. All right. So this song was uh, from 1980. I actually, the date's actually wrong. It's from 1982. It's, uh, it's a duo, Neil Sean and... You'll like this name, Jan Hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. J-A-N. Yeah. Jan. Yeah, that's right. Just like my uh, name. So a lot of people think uh, Steve Perry uh, did solo mm-hmm. albums and, uh, and left Journey for a while. Mm-hmm. But Neil Sean was doing mm-hmm. uh, solo albums first. I remember seeing this song on MTV. Mm-hmm. This song uh, did not chart. And I cannot believe that this song didn't chart. This is called No More Lies. Now, how did how did the Journey fans not go out and buy that? I don't know that record. I never know that kind of stuff. I, and Neil, I love Neil's. Uh, I love Neil's little nasally, rocky singing voice and that riff yes. at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, that's a great one. That's a great. Song. I don't remember that when it came out, but it was. I saw that video on classic uh, MTV cla- or yeah. VH1 Classic a lot. And uh, it's really good stuff. They're just in like a box made of streamers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a really low it's very budget weird. video. It's just but him. It's it's just... That's another question that I ask. I not to talk about the hustle again, but that's you can another talk question. about the hustle. Well, that's a question it. that comes up a lot because it's like if you sound just like a band that's huge at the time, why are you not huge too? You right. know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Anyway, that's true. Uh, and, I, and I have a couple of those on here at the list today. I think I just remembered. You told me not to bring you a gift. I brought you one anyway. Hmm. An Amazon gift card fresh from my back pocket. That's crazy. Yeah, it's that all dented because so it's been there since yesterday. Oh, my God. But listen. A hundred dollars. It's, it's, there's, it's, it's conditional. No, it's conditional. Thank you. You didn't have to do that. No, I know. It's crazy. But here's the deal. You have to spend that on people I play for you today. Wait here. You're just going to give it back just to me? Back to <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, do you think a lot of the artists that you're playing today are available on Amazon? Yes. In fact, I was going to get you an iTunes gift card, but you're like me. I like holding the CD. Yeah. And so I got you the Amazon one I appreciate instead. that. Um, so yes, all, most of this stuff, I'll tell you if it's not, but most of this stuff is out there. 
on Amazon or iTunes or whatever. But yes, because that's the point. I want you to be able to support these people. And if I play you something you like, I, you got to spend, you got to use that to buy it. Well, I'll promise you, you that I will. And you'll have to know that I I'm, believe uh, you I, that I'm a liar. I, <laughs> <laughs> you keep posting pictures, pictures of rush and everything. So you're in good shape. Okay. What's your next tune? Okay. This is a guy named Gerard McMahon. He goes by the name G Tom Mack. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. This guy, Worked with Roger Daltrey mm-hmm. on an album called Rocks in the Head. He sure did. He, I think he wrote Days of Light. Mm-hmm. And that is my favorite Roger Daltrey really? solo album. Yeah, I love that album. Nice. He was on my show. Okay. He wrote um, Is That You by Kiss on Unmasked. Yes, Which I love is it. uncool, yes. but that's my favorite Kiss album. That's a good Chris. That's a good pop it's rock. It's poppy. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So he's most known, or best known, I should say, for a song he had on the Lost Boys soundtrack called Cry Little Sister. You, oh, I don't know that song. You would know it as soon as you heard it. I probably would. I'm going to buy that. Okay. Well, don't buy that. Well, you can if you want. That's one of my favorite soundtracks ever. But he, put, he has a digital-only compilation called Full Circle of Mad Years, I think it's called. He does a lot of movie music. It's, uh, it's awesome. Every track on there is wonderful power pop. This is a song of his called What Have You Gotta Lose?, and um, it's from 1981, his first solo album, which is only on vinyl. It's hard to find. And this is him singing. Him singing, right. yes. I rationalized this mastermind scam and forgotten what I was or who I am. What sacred lost its meaning long ago? That's fun stuff. So good. So good. And a lot of the songs on that compilation I just mentioned, again, digital only, are like that. That's a great track. The, uh, I'm listening. If you're looking at me and I'm not, it looks like I'm not paying attention. I'm just trying to put my songs I'm not in, offended. in order it's on okay. my uh, thing. It's okay. All right. Now, my next song, mm-hmm. this actually, because uh, this is Lost Gems of the 80s, so mm-hmm. it's, it's not like a top 10 hit or anything, mm-hmm. but this song peaked at number 30. Mm. This was uh, a solo album by Christine McVie. Oh, good one. At, at, the, at, the, at the height of, uh, of the Fleetwood Mac powers. Mm-hmm. She released a solo album, mm-hmm. had a couple of tunes on it. This one went to number 30, and this is Love Will Show Us How.
Paradise. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that album sold. I bet it probably went platinum. Right? That was the one with uh, "Got a Hold on Me." Yes, was that yeah. the name of that song? And that song yeah. went. Uh, I think that song that was went a big one. top ten. That was my first introduction to her and Fleetwood Mac. I didn't know. I was a kid, little yeah. kid. Great song. Yeah, that must. Uh, Lindsey Buckingham must get so mad because his solo. He mm-hmm. just solo wise, he can't. I and know. I'll tell you why I think that is is because. When you buy, I think when you bought a Lindsey Buckingham solo album, you thought it was going to be on par with the stuff that he yeah. would do with Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. and it's it's either different, it's more experimental, exactly. It's not as poppy. Mm-hmm. If he wrote, if you took all those Lindsey Buckingham songs from Fleetwood Mac and threw them on an album together, right. you'd be like, "This is the greatest album I ever know. made." But when he's left to his own devices, he just likes to get really creative, and that's great, great, yeah. good for him. But it doesn't, yeah, jive but, but, as but well then, yeah, but then don't Mac's be a crybaby mm-hmm. when it doesn't sell as much as Belladonna, right? True, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, I mean, uh, you know, Stevie doesn't stray. Stevie does her thing, whether she's in Fleetwood Mac exactly. or if she's solo. Yeah. She and doesn't he has need to, tamp to it down and he has to, whatever yeah. he has to do. Yeah. I'm going to play a drum machine with my toe and then uh, <laughs> straddle a banjo and then shake some maracas and then sing like a robot. Yeah. Okay, well, then that's not going to sell. Yeah. He looks like a guy that would be dressed as a one-man band. <laughs> There's that grunt. I love yeah, it. That's funny. Yeah. I like that. He could take. He could play uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke's role in uh, traveling, the touring Mary Poppins or something like that. The symbols between his knees. How are you doing with the power right here? We're your, okay. You're okay? okay. Okay. Let me know because I'll go get the cord. Okay. All right. Okay. Whenever we. You're up, buddy. Okay. John's up. John No H. Thanks. From the Hustle Podcast. Right. Seek Thank it you. out. Follow him on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? At the Hustle Pod. Yeah, it's really hard to remember. It's tough, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you can email me at thehustlepod at gmail.com. And one thing I try to do is listeners, if they have a band or an artist that they love that they haven't heard from for a while, they can tell me and I'll try and track them down and have them on the show. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. nice of you to do. Sometimes I would never, I'm good. not Sometimes doing anything like that. I know. Please well, you don't listeners, need to. You don't. Do your own it's thing. like 80s yeah. unsolved mysteries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kyle, nice. Yes. <laughs> Good for you. Okay. All right. So I think of all the songs I'm bringing, this is the one I feel the most confident that I think you're going to like. Okay. Um, I think you'll like a lot of these. And this is the one, though, that I had the hardest time finding the cue for because I think you would appreciate this entire song. The band called Sue Sad and the Next. They only ever put out one album. I'm cheating a little bit. I feel like I've heard of this band. Really? Yeah. They were on Planet Records, Richard Perry's Planet Records, if you know what that was. Richard Perry. He uh, produced produced, like uh, Carly Simon. And and he also, I think, produced some Pointer Sisters. Uh, Yes. They were the big moneymaker on Planet Records. Oh, oh, okay. There you go. So he put out um, uh, Sue Sad's first album, 1980, self-titled. It didn't really go anywhere. It's along the same lines as like early Loverboy, which I know you like. Not quite as poppy or catchy. It's, I'm not telling you that their self-titled album is amazing. Right. Um, You're just saying this is a song that well, you like. Well, last year they put out a compilation of music that they had recorded back then but didn't ever come out until last year called Long Way Home. This is the song Long Way Home. This is one of the most amazing female vocal performances I've ever heard in my life. This okay. Song, I can't. It, it actually brings me. I get choked up sometimes. It's so incredible. Uh-oh. Yeah. Tears. Long Way Home. Tears are falling.
So why why don't we know that woman's voice as Tell much as we know it. Pat Benatar's exactly. voice? Exactly. She's exactly. not in a lounge. She, she recorded an album. I know. She got, um, they started making music for this like kind of a B-movie director. And they, she had songs on movie soundtracks of like so, movies like Radioactive Dreams and Vicious Lips. And she she had a song on the Looker soundtrack. Oh, these the are all pornos. Rode, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she got into starting making these yeah. movie songs. But they were all for B-movies, not enough. I mean, uh, you hear a voice like that, and you think there are only 20 songs in- that include that voice that you can uh, purchase and listen to. Yeah. Don't you, shouldn't that just be like, that's one of the greatest voices I've ever heard? Not to take anything away from the band. The band, especially on that song, is incredible. Kyle, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I wonder for these B-movies if they were like, oh, I wish we could get a Pat Benatar song, Maybe. but we're not going to be Ooh. able to. And yeah. then they're just like, well, we know someone that can... Yeah, she just well, kinda... too sad. Yeah, her career made her sad. <laughs> the, that was um, her married last name at the time. For example, I think Quarter Flash mm. is amazing. Yeah. Why aren't... Why, I don't know. What happened there? I know. I mean... I don't know. Find I'm working on full... Rindy Ross right now, by the way. Trying to get her on the show. Well, I'll tell you this then. Uh-huh. I hope you succeed. Thank you. Uh, Rock Solid is, has submitted to the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, which mm-hmm. takes place in uh, Portland. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is who we want to have on really? the show. If we get good move. Her and Marv. Well, maybe it'll be a race. And Who can get her on well, the this show is, first? I don't think this comedy festival happens till May. Oh, okay. And we haven't had any, uh, we didn't get any thumbs up that we're going yet. And I haven't contacted her yet mm-hmm. either because I won't until we find I out. And she hasn't written back. I so ass- you're probably going to win. I assume mm-hmm. if we are at that festival, why wouldn't they drive downtown and you come think, on stage right? with us? Mm-hmm. Oh, right? no, we don't go downtown. No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> it's a little dangerous down there, a little dicey. That's my Rindy Ross. Good. That's okay. exactly have, what she sounds. I have no story for this song other okay. than it you was. Like it. I love it. I love yeah. this artist. He he canceled on me. Um, as I was driving here to record with him, he called and mm-hmm. told me that uh, he had a flat tire. Eddie Money. Yes. This is from his fifth album. Uh, Where's the party? This this uh, this song only peaked at number 54 mm. after he had a, a, a gigantic album with no control. The album that followed that where's the party didn't do Dick. Mm. And this song is called, and I, I think this is an amazing song. It had a cool video. This is the big crash. So same producer, Tom yeah. Dowd, so that he great. had for the album prior, mm-hmm. and uh, this album just didn't do anything. Now, luckily, three years later, 
he has uh he has a top five hit with Take Me Home Tonight and he's right back on mm, track. Yeah. But this was always like I'm like, what happened with this? Yeah. Eddie's so great. Yeah. I love Eddie. I do too. Okay. This he, one is um I don't know a ton about this band. They're called the Sinceros. They're a British band. They put out two albums. Their second album. You're right in the mic there, John. You're sorry. Off to the side. Okay, there sorry. you go. See how that changed? Yeah, that's a beautiful. Their second album <laughs> came out in 1981. Uh, it's called Pet Rock. And they are classified typically as a power pop band, but I don't hear that, especially not in this song. Okay. They sound almost yacht rocky. This sounds like power pop if someone like Stephen Bishop or Andrew Gold. Tell me what pop. yacht rock is. I don't really know that I know what the definition of yacht rock is. Yeah, I think about that too. Like soft rock from the late mid to late seventies, early eighties. Um, windswept hair, you know, kind of uh, maybe a beard that you know you've dyed because there's gray in it, but you're not letting it. So no. guys like uh, the guy that's saying like the Pina Colada song, is that Yacht well, that's, Rock? Uh, Pina that Colada, isn't that, is, uh, that's Harry Nilsson, wasn't it? No, no, Pina Colada, that's Rupert Holmes, what yeah. am I talking about? Yeah. Is that, would that be in there? I think so, yes, yes. Bertie Higgins? Yeah, he I be? had him on my show. In fact, funny story, you want to hear a funny, quick funny story? What if I said I didn't want to hear a funny <laughs> well, then story? I would tell you. you want to hear a funny story? I'm not really interested in funny. Go ahead, tell me Bertie okay, Higgins real story. quick. So I had, uh, I think I, I messaged you about this. I had Stephen Bishop on my show. And, uh, um, yeah, he sat right there. He, Steve he's Bishop the only, he got mad at me twice on our interview. <laughs> the only guy over the phone. Yes. Over the phone. Boy, that must be some it was bad weird. anger so, when you can tell over the phone. I know. So he's, he's telling me how he <laughs> tours in Asia. And I said, oh yeah. Um, I said, what is it about Asia that likes soft rock so much? I had oh, Bernie no. Higgins on here oh, no. and he's in a similar boat and he says, whoa, whoa, whoa. I am way bigger than Bertie Higgins. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I'm not saying you're like Bertie Higgins. I'm saying you both do soft rock from around the same time. And he also is huge in Asia. That's Click. All. Have you not read my bio? Have you not seen who's recorded my songs? I oh, said, no. yeah, I, I saw, I know all of that. I'm not saying oh, Lord. that you're anything like Bertie Higgins other than you have similar, you know, similar genre, big in Asia. That's all I'm saying. It did not go well. That did was it, a weird did, one. Did it ever get come back? No, he got mad at me one other time. And then, um. I just kept it on the shorter side. Nice. I love Stephen Bishop. I want to have him back on too because when I had him on, we did a we were doing the year nineteen seventy seven, and I didn't think that to be honest, I didn't think that there'd be enough to talk about mm -hmm. with him about that. So I just had him come in for like you know a forty mm -hmm. minute chunk, mm -hmm. but um, but I could definitely talk to him for a whole show, and I want right. to have him back, and especially because I want to get my copy of uh, Careless on vinyl. There you go, autographed. Yeah, I like him a lot, and. I could tell that he, he's very affable and everything, mm -hmm. but I think he has like a facade that he puts out for media. And mm -hmm. then there's the real him. And I, I guess I didn't, you know, stick to this promotional script or something. I don't know what, <laughs> but he, That's I funny. made him mad anyway. Okay. So this is a band called the Sinceros. Okay. I don't know much about them. Uh, their lead singer, uh, died of AIDS in the early nineties. Why you bring it down with AIDS? Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why you got to do that? To I mean, us? It's facts. I'm connecting dots. Jesus. I'm giving some gravitas. Throws AIDS out there. But the the guy who died of AIDS is not the one who sings this song. Their keyboard player who had cholera. Yes, he nearly died of cholera. His name's John Savannah. I've asked him to come on my show many times. He claims he's too busy. I think. <laughs> what do you have better to do, John Savannah, than? Talk on the phone with me for an hour and let me love you. Wait a minute. Are you telling me I'm going to have to do this from my house? Yes. Forget it. It's a phone call, buddy. Oh, I only I, have a landline. I can't it, it take it to any It doesn't matter. I've got an app on my phone. I can record the call. It's like you're too good to sit there and let me honor you for a minute. It's unbelievable. 
he has a, this John Savannah guy has a solo album. I think it's called Tantric Sex. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering well, if that's he's why kind he's of too a, busy. Yes, <laughs> I'm wondering if he's kind of like a kinkmeister and he just doesn't want to talk about it. But anyway, he sings this great song okay. called Disappearing. Let's hear it. Nice, right? That's a nice song. That's an earworm for me. Do you, uh, does your wife like the same music you like? Um, <laughs> that's a no. That's not a, always. One hundred percent. That is a no. Truth be told, I like almost everything. I, I, I mean, it, and if you, I cover, I try to cover every bass on my. In fact, one of my proudest moments is I had George Winston on my podcast, mm-hmm. the piano player. Yeah, and um, so she likes portions of it. Yeah. I just have to be very selective with what I play in the car. Right. You know what I mean. Do you, uh, do you like the soft uh, rock of, um, he's not very well known, Stephen Bishop? <laughs> I used he's to. in Asia. If you, I, yeah, if you go to Asia, he's you know like pref- right on the same level like, like, like Bertie Higgins. Yeah, if you say, like Bertie Higgins, you dig him. I prefer Bertie Higgins. Higgins and Bishop, that would be a solid uh, tour. <laughs> that would be. Yeah. They could clean up in and, the Pacific Rim. Bishop would open, certainly. Ooh, right. Right. Of course. Of course. Because Bertie's way bigger. Hey, yeah. listen, do you great. not know who I am? Bertie, do you not know who's it, recorded my songs? Uh, Tell me a Bertie Higgins song. I'm drawing a blank. Key Largo. Yes. And then uh, Hot Rod Hearts is Robbie Dupree, correct? Ooh, I don't know. Robbie Dupree is Steal Away, which is the, who, the greatest. Kyle, who sings Hot Rod yeah, Hearts? Uh, Hot Rod Hearts. Can you look that up? Uh, that is sung by Robbie Dupree. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. look at me. There better, you go. I'm a little bit better mm-hmm. than the You're hustle. Good. Look at you. <laughs> okay, I have a story. Okay. I, have a, okay. I have a, not a big story, but I have a little story. Uh, this next song did not chart. This was, uh, and this, that's it. That's it. <laughs> this is a, this is a band called spies. S P Y S two, uh, members of foreigner, former members of foreigner, uh, rock and peace to bass player, Ed Gagliardi, and then keyboard player. I think multi-instrumentalist, uh, no, just keyboards. Al Greenwood, uh, after they were, uh, I guess kicked out of foreigner, mm-hmm. they, uh, formed a band called spies. And this is a song called she can't wait. There you go. Isn't yeah, that nice? I like that a lot. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good one. S-P-Y-S. Both Spies. albums available Are from they? Rock Candy Records. Okay. Remastered. Okay. On iTunes? 
Are they uh, digital? I don't know if you can get these on iTunes. You might okay. be able to. Yes, I, yeah, prefer, I think you can. I okay. think you can get them I on iTunes. I prefer the CDs anyway. But, but I think you can curious. get them on iTunes. Okay, good. <clears throat> Speaking of music you cannot get on iTunes, this is my next Stephen Bishop. <laughs> yes. Bertie well, Higgins, the whole catalog. If you go to there. iTunes.jp for Japan. Yes, <laughs> oh, yes. Then you can get them all. Then they're all on there. It's, all it's like recommended. Yeah, gold. Yep. It's beautiful. It's you also next, might like Bertie Higgins. Higgins. right. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Okay, this is a band. I, you might know these guys. They're called the Cruzados. Yeah, so you're going to play Seven Summers? No, I'm playing a different one. Seven Summers for you. from the Nothing in Common soundtrack. I know. I can't find that song anywhere. I have it. I have it on my 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 iPods right here in my pocket. I have it. Can I can I have your iPod? Yes. So that I can have that you can song. Borrow it. Maybe I mean, I'll I'll send you songs. Oh, we you transfer send me you. Yes. Okay. Because, so these guys, um, they only put out two albums. So yep. okay, the main guy Tito Lariva, he was on my show too. He started out in the punk scene of L.A. down here mm-hmm. in a band called The Plugs. He did the music for Repo Man. The plugs. Is that like a reference to like tampons? Probably. P-L-U-G-Z. Anyway, he saw that punk was kind of over. He starts this more, I call it Heartland. Mm -hmm. You know, Hornsby, Springsteen, Mellencamp. Yeah, I know what it is, John. Okay, okay. well, for the listeners. (laughs) Gosh. Anyway, Cruzados. Tom Petty. Yes. Cruzados put out two albums. Neither of them are on iTunes. No. Uh, In fact, the first one is really hard to find. It's very expensive. Um, As is the Nothing in Common soundtrack. Yes, which I had... I had that on cassette. Anyway. I had it on LP. I think I did. Oh, good for you. Yeah. There's good stuff on there. It was. Richard Marks started on the Nothing Carly Simon was on that. Yeah. That's, you don't uh, like Carly Simon? She's for pussy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you don't like ladies? I like Carly Simon. Yeah, okay. I don't a, pop her in for- You don't listen you know, to any lady, ladies? I listen to lots of ladies. You love the ladies. And we, I, I can't say that I share- I, Chrissy Hines okay. I've never come around to the Bengals- I like one or two Go-Go songs. I've never come around to Melissa Etheridge. I'm having a heart attack. I know. I'm I know. Heart attack. But why don't you listen to like Tracy Thorne or Liz Frazier from the Cocteau Twins? Those are the two greatest singing like female voices ever. A, who? Exactly. See, you, cl- <laughs> you claim to like New Wave. I don't believe you. You claim to like 80s alternative. I don't believe you. Well. Anyway. I okay. Knew- How excited are you that I knew who the Crusaders were? I, I, th- I had a feeling you would. In fact, your boy, Tom Kelly... Uh, produced this album. It's called After Dark, or he's one of like five names on there. You know he's my boy. <laughs> Your boy. <laughs> well, he was here. He was so nice. He was nice, and unfortunately, he wrote Eternal Flame, which is one of my top five least favorite songs of all time. Don't. I can, that, oh, it is the worst. Not to mention, I hate Cindy Lauper's version of True Colors. No offense, Tom. You were great. Uh, okay, this is a song called uh, Time for Waiting. Did I say that right? Yeah, time yeah. for waiting. From the Cruzados, okay. the thing I want you to pay attention to, the, the female singer singing on the chorus is E.G. Daly. Oh, I know That's one of the Daly. greatest voices, most unmistakable voices. Yeah, we'll she's Pee Wee Herman's uh, girlfriend. Exactly, Pee-wee's Dottie. Big yes. Dottie. She sings on the chorus. She takes this one note, and it, it just infuses this song with so much magic. Gives me goosebumps. Okay, here we go. Like this night, the wounds will 
Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna bring I'm gonna tie some stuff together okay, here. Please do again. A lot a lot of times today, I've just been right off the top of my head, but I'm okay. I'm actually reading from Wikipedia right now. Okay. To, to, well, uh, then it must be true. Full disclosure. <laughs> Uh, so there's a song on this album called I Want Your World to Turn, written mm-hmm. by Kelly Steinberg, mm-hmm. recorded later by Hart mm. for the Brigade album. Okay. Pretty sure that was the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Henley does background yep. vocals on this album. J.D. Souther, mm-hmm. E.G. Daly, Pat Benatar mm-hmm. sings backing vocals on this. Uh, Tom Kelly plays some keyboards on this. Mm-hmm. Waddy Wachtel, who I've tried to get on the show. Mm. Uh, no answer. Thank you, Waddy. What a <laughs> jerk. Jai uh, Winding on keyboards. Uh-huh. This is, uh, and you have both of these albums? You can send no, me these? No, I have the, uh, well, I down, uh, pre, you know, piracy. Well, here's the deal. I downloaded the first one, and it's po- really poor quality. Oh. Yeah. So when you send me Seven Summers, it's going to well, be unlistenable? No, the second album, After Dark, mm-hmm. um, I found in a Goodwill. Oh, so you have yep. that, that I, solid. I have the actual CD of that, and I can send you that album, and it's really good. But Seven Summers is on the first album. Well, then you're screwed. No, I take it back. I have, uh, I downloaded. Okay, but if it's- a common soundtrack. Okay. So I can send you that song. Okay, well, send me that whole soundtrack. Okay, I will. I don't mind if, you, if you're seeking out and pirating music that is not readily available, because I know- that if that popped up on iTunes tomorrow, mm-hmm. you would immediately buy it. I have more music and, than I can ever listen to. And I don't so. know why the Cruzados, bands like this, their whole catalog isn't on iTunes. I know. Is that that difficult to do? It seems like it might be a little bit of an investment, but you would make that back with all the fans right. would be like, oh yeah, this and that, you know. You can get Rusty Cow on <laughs> iTunes. You can get Murray <laughs> Valeriano's comedy album right. on iTunes. Right. By the no, way, Murray's wife is nominated for an Academy Award tonight. Yeah, that's right. Tonight's the Oscars. I yeah, know. Say that. Um, I talked to Tito about this that. This won't drop till 2019, by the way. <laughs> Wonderful. Eh. I won't even have a podcast I, by then. You will. I'll give it up. Uh, I talked to Tito about this, and it's interesting, and this has come up with other people. It sounds almost like it's a matter of some paperwork that they just haven't gotten yeah. around to. Sign it. Because he now does Tito and Tarantula, which is his new band. Mm-hmm. They've been doing for like 25 years, and they're not on there either. It doesn't make get, any sense. Get that guy's other six legs on that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so uh, that was a good song. Good. I thought you might like that I one. I like that. Good. No, I did. No, that okay. sounded like I, was, mm-hmm. like I was watching surf videos the way Murray does when he records with us. <laughs> and you go, Murray, are you paying attention? No, oh, I'm just yeah, watching yeah. this guy shoot the curl. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, the next, uh, the next song I'm going to play. This did not chart. This was on, I think, the Miami Vice 2 mm. soundtrack. Mm. The guitarist is named Andy Taylor, and he's from Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. And he has his he has two solo albums, but one is a one's a covers. The second one's a covers album, but the first okay. album is called Thunder. And the band on this album is Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols, mm-hmm. Mickey Curry from Brian Adams and Hall and Oates, mm-hmm. uh, Brett Tuggle on keyboards, Flo and Eddie do background vocals. And uh, Andy Taylor and Steve Jones co-wrote eight of the nine songs on that album. And I'm pretty sure this song that I'm going to play was also from those sessions, but, um, but didn't make it onto the album. But uh, this song is called When the Rain Comes Down. And how is this not known to people? Let's hear this. Time to start with a different place. I gotta get out of here. Take my chance in a different place Now my mind is clear Whoa, Don't believe what I see and I hear Whoa, Can't explain what is here, but it's here 
stuff. That's fun. Yeah. Take It Easy is one of my favorite Oh, Take songs It Easy ever. is great. So good. Killer yes. riffs. Oh, my God. Yeah. So good. Nice. Good uh, one. Yeah, produced by uh, Andy Taylor and Steve Jones, too. Really? A- Andy Taylor must have crazy Duran Duran must, money. right? Because he just sits there in Ibiza and, or whatever it's called and does nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's and, where uh, he lives. Man, I would... Uh, yeah, if he... Yeah. Came around and played. Uh, that's a great thing about uh, I don't know about in uh, D- Denver, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, but out here, people would just play. Like Cheryl Crow is playing this Tuesday, I think, or this no, no, this Thursday at the Troubadour, oh, which holds two hundred and fifty people. Amazing. Tickets were fifty one bucks. Wow! And it sold out like that because yeah. she's not on tour or anything. She's just like, nah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. stop in the Troubadour and play, work out some she's shit. So jealous. Yeah, Denver's not bad. We get you know the. Big tours come through, but mm-hmm. we grew up in Salt Lake City. No one ever plays there. Yeah, I grew up in, we both grew up in small town, Pennsylvania. Like, we had to drive like two, two and a half hours, basically, to get to Pittsburgh to see a concert. Mm-hmm. I mean, now concerts come a little closer because there's Hershey Park or there's uh, in State, State College. College. But when okay. I was, no one came to State College to uh, to Penn State University when I was really growing up. No one did. Mm. And that would have been, that would have been it's a rough, treat. right? Yeah. yeah. Nobody ever came to Salt Lake. So we, I mean, we, my friends and I would go, but it was, you know, two and a half hours there, two and a half hours back. Yeah. I saw great shows though at the Pittsburgh Civic Arena. Really? No longer there. That's sad. I saw Bruce Springsteen at the Three Rivers Stadium. It was the largest crowd ever there at the time. 65,000 people. Wow. And now Three Rivers Stadium is no longer there. Best concert you've ever been to? Oh boy. It's so funny because, well, I, I saw Iron Maiden. Uh, I know you saw that recently. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Really? So that's up there. Taylor Swift Red concert. (laughs) uh, Fucking amazing. I hope you took your daughter. I did. Okay. (laughs) Roger Waters doing The Wall went twice. Wow. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, Took my daughter to see this band, 21 Pilots. Mm -hmm. I didn't know one fucking song. Mm -hmm. Those guys, I have not seen energy like that. They killed it for the entire time. So- I Those mean, concerts are better than anything you grew up on. I mean, well, here's the thing: Bruce, Prince, here's Kiss. The th- here's the thing. Those concerts are so fresh in my memory, yeah, okay. and I couldn't, okay. and, I, and I could not, I cannot believe how they hit. Yeah. Sound quality was great. Set list was great. Yeah. Theatrics were great. Like I felt like every every dollar I spent mm-hmm. on my ticket, mm-hmm. I got back twofold. Mm-hmm. When I go see Van Halen. And it's four guys on the stage with no really, no show, no. just lights. Yeah. And who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But these, these people were really bringing it. Good. So those four shows are in, are in my, obviously, the, you know, the first time I saw UFO open for Cheap Trick oh, at the nice. Civic Arena was fantastic. Okay. But I can't really remember specifics of the show because it was okay. in 1981. Yeah. So okay. Also, say, like... Kiss puts on a great show, but then that's the only show they've ever put on, really. Mm. Yeah, it's they, like the yeah. same, the same beat show. for beat. Yeah. So it's like, I got it, blood. Oh, Gene's up on the rafter. Yeah. Oh, Paul's going to come out and sing Love Gun to us. Right. Oh, the drum riser goes up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just, but the first time you saw that had to be. But the first time I saw and when I saw the reunion tour yeah. in 96, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. But like when I, whenever I read stuff, I saw them on the Dynasty tour. And whenever I read stuff, it says that those shows sucked. Really? They didn't suck for me because I had no idea what yeah. was going on. Yeah. But what about you? What are you some uh, of the best shows Bruce you saw? was the best show I've ever seen. I've seen him twice. The second time was for The Rising. It was okay. But the first time was in Salt Lake City. And it was he was promoting it, the live album that 
had like 41 shots or whatever that the name of that. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it. 41 shots. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Let me. Well, Let's get some Bruce. Okay, let me, let me tell you something. Uh, I got I to tell you. I put on like a seven-hour show, and uh, I, I I play all my songs. Mm-hmm. I play all the John Prine songs. <laughs> of course, Keep I play uh, I play some Yankee Doodle Dandy shit. <laughs> Are you gonna count us off? You can't do Bruce. How many times did you see? Uh, have you seen me in concert? I've seen you twice, but I'll say four. Let me tell you how many times I've seen my own show. Okay. <laughs> Let me see. Carry the one times four. Pretty good. I've probably seen it. Like, Whoa, hey, ho. There it is. I saw it in person, guys. I don't feel like I brought it today. That was good enough for me. Yeah, I don't feel like I brought it, but thank you. Sure. You're up. You got a song? Okay, yes. We uh, have we have 40 songs to play. We've played eight. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make some hard and, we're going to play hard and fast cuts. Uh, we're going to yes. make some hard and fast cuts later in the show, but not sure. currently. No, we're good for a while. Okay, this is a very obscure song. It's uh, from a movie from the 80s that I loved called Three O'Clock High. The singer is named Jim Walker. It was the only, the soundtrack to that movie was primarily Tangerine Dream. Remember mm-hmm. them? The only song song that was in the movie. Tangerine Dream, this instrumental uh, yes, bullshit. Basically, yes. Okay. Risky business. <laughs> right. Yes. So this guy, Jim Walker, um, he, he gets, he's teaching guitar lessons out of his parents' pool house. Okay. Living in it. He, one of his Guitar students is Phil Juwanu, who is a who's a budding movie director. Mm-hmm. Rattle gets, and hum, you yes, too. Yes. Well, prior to that, he gets pegged, picked by Steven Spielberg to direct Three O'clock High. Yep. And he's looking for a song to be on the soundtrack. And Jim submits a song, and it gets picked. And so for like two or three months there, Jim is in like the Hollywood swimming pool. He's mm-hmm. going to all these parties, everything. The movie comes out. Snorting it, coke off Madonna's you crack. Know it. You know it. <laughs> Go ahead. Movie comes out at bombs. Nothing. That's it. Casey Shimengo, right? Yes. Shimosco Shim- or something like that. How dare you? I know. Filmed in Utah, by the way. I love that movie. I love this song. It's called Something to Remember Me By. It's not available anywhere except you have to go to like his Bandcamp page. <laughs> okay. JVA Music. All right. Great tune. I love that song. Love that. I love the drumming. I love songs that like like yeah. stop and start a little bit. It's a great one. Just keep going. Yeah. I love it. Good. Thank you for saying that. Uh, you're a meatloaf. You like meatloaf? Uh-huh. I like meatloaf. <laughs> this woman was in the Bad Out of Hell videos, mm. but she was not singing. I know. She was lip syncing mm-hmm. 
to, to Ellen Foley. To Ellen Foley. On my show. Oh, she, that's cool. I try, I, th- I thought maybe she was LA based, so I tried to get her, but she's in New York. No, I know. I had her on right after you sent me the new meatloaf, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even bring myself to ask her about it oh because God. I knew that I would not you be knew. able to be. Well, nice she wouldn't be it. able to answer. No, no. Off the record, she would tell you, oh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> it's, it's really a bad album. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, I don't know how. No, I've talked about it so yeah. much. I don't know how people could be in the room and go, you're nailing it, I know, meat. I know. I feel like all I can hear is his turkey neck when he's saying Yeah, it's so... Yeah. But you were sweet enough to send that to me. It meant a lot, Pat. Thank you for doing that. Did I just... I, well, I wanted to save you money. <laughs> I, yeah. Even though you steal all your music that's come through I here today. You and You and Murray. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Anyway. Okay, so this is, uh, this is Carla DeVito. Mm-hmm. She did tour with Meatloaf. Uh, also on that tour was a friend of the show, former guest Bruce Kulick was on that tour. Mm-hmm. And this is from her solo album, Is This a Cool World or What? She's married to Robbie Benson. He's the voice of the Beast in the animated uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the show. This song is called Cool World. Did not chart. I can't make up my mind What the possibilities are fascinating Is this a cool world or what? Isn't that fun? Yeah, it is kind of fun. I've never heard the album. I only know that song. Oh, really? That is available on iTunes. Oh, there you go. And okay. um, yeah, again, uh, I don't, um, I don't know why. Just she wasn't able to do did know. other stuff. I don't well, know. Well, because she's making Beauty and the Beast money through Robbie from Benson, Robbie Benson, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, they're still so. married. I know they that's have amazing, kids that are right? like they have kids that are like in their thirties. Yeah, isn't that yeah, amazing? That is amazing. Good for them. Hollywood marriage. They probably don't live out in Hollywood. You wouldn't think, think, right? No. They probably live out here where we are. In the ghetto? In the ghetto here in Studio City. <laughs> I don't know where we are. I don't know this area. Braver Than We Are has a, a total Metacritic score of 70%. Yeah, that's, that, that's bull. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's, that's, no. the, that's the diehard fan that can't separate reality from their love of meatloaf. Look, I love Cheap Trick, and yeah. I do not like that new album. I'm yeah. not a fan of it at all. Right. They're supposed to have a new album out this summer. They tweeted that. Mm-hmm. That'd be like me just being like, Gotham's a great show. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> you have a, to... It's a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't like the fan that is that diehard you're that not, they can't see. You're not a right. fan. No. That's the, then that's like the thing, because it's like you don't... You love whatever. You yeah. love whatever. Yeah, uh, wait, whatever they do is great with me. I love it. Love it all. I don't know how that can... I don't know how you can even give that a 7 out of 10. Yeah. No. I don't know. I, they had to have been paid it's off. It's a zero. Some of the recent Springsteen stuff is killing me. You can put on your hat, and I'll put on my coat. Like Shut if, up. If it was with Elmo, yeah. If he's singing with Elmo, yeah. If he's on Sesame Street, him and Cookie Monster are singing about cookies or something. I'm fine with it. I love Bruce, but I'm kind of. I feel like the shtick is wearing a little thin for me. It's getting that way. You know what I mean? His shtick? No, Bruce's <laughs> oh, my shtick is well, Pat's thin. shtick was gone long time ago. ago. Yeah, I saw him on this. I saw him on this uh, the River Show, the River mm-hmm. Tour, though, because I. Uh, I mean, the most recent River mm-hmm. Tour, because that's my 
That's probably one of my top two favorite Springsteen albums. Okay. And um, they, they brought it. Really? I believe it. I know they, I know. I mean, he, it's just. Look, we have people dying at Bruce's age. Okay. Yeah, we have true. rock stars that are dying at Bruce's age. Bruce is jumping true. into the crowd, like yeah. body surfing. Mm-hmm. And they came out and they, and they played for three and a half hour, three, 45, three hours and 45 minutes, did not take a break. They did not do an encore either. They just came Crazy. out and 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 then and then they were like, "All right, that's it." We and they and they they gave one hundred percent that whole entire yeah, time. That's what he does, and that's he's amazing. That's keeping him young, and he still looks great. But when was the last time you put on "Working on a Dream"? Working on a, you know what song I love of theirs, the worst song ever. And Scott Ackerman said, "This sounds like a bad meatloaf song." Is uh, "Queen of the Supermarket." Mm. That song, yeah. I mean, not, these new albums aren't bad. It's just it's more of for, the, for me the last on the, the last theme. great one that he released recently was Magic. I yeah, thought I like Magic, Magic was pretty great. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, too. and then Working on a Dream felt like well, this is what we also recorded for Magic mm-hmm. that didn't mm-hmm. make it. But Brendan O'Brien, I think, said, "Yeah, I think we got another yeah, album. Let's here. do it." And there's some good songs sure. on there, but it's, none of it's bad. It's just yeah. It's and now I'm, I, now I fear that he's going to do one of those. When he does solo acoustic Bruce albums, oh, I can't even listen to those. I love, I love when someone picks up an acoustic guitar and sings. Uh-huh. But when he does those, those no. are like, Cowhead Batman shirt on. Can't do it. Stephen had a pink shirt. Didn't I care. Know. He's a man. <laughs> Baseball hat and yacht rock shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, those. I, I don't. I know. Devils and Dust. Them. Forget no it. Way. I'm not. No, not you. a fan. Ghost of Tom Joe. Oh, the Pete Seeger. I actually kind of like the Pete Seeger one. Oh, That's the anomaly. Froggy went according. He did Crambo. He sings Froggy went according. Doesn't he? I know. He? Yes, I know. Come on, man. There's some great instrumentation on that. That's album. the song he sings with Kermit. I know. Froggy went according. I know. I, I'm okay with that album, but yeah, in general, I just I don't know. Your song, right? Yeah. You. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Okay. So this is you might know this guy too. It's a song by a guy named Max Carl. Max Carl. Ring Max a bell? Carl. I know Hot Carl. Max Carl is currently the lead singer of Grand Funk Railroad. Okay. A band that I know nothing about. I know one Grand Funk Railroad. So I know a friend of the show, uh, Bruce Kulick plays in yep. the touring version of Grand Funk Railroad. So Max has been in that band for like 16 years. He sang with 38 Special in the 80s. He sang that song Second Chance that was mm-hmm. a big hit for them. Um, this is another song that I learned that I heard in a movie, Weird Science. It's called The Circle. I have no idea what he's talking about. Okay. And I want to be able to, I'm not really a lyric guy, but I, it's annoying because I can't sing along. But this song has one of the best, biggest choruses. This guy can this sing like Max crazy. Carl. Max Carl. And Weird Science, Rock and Peace. Uh, I know, Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton today. today. Like I told these guys, if you're going to die, you go in for surgery, they put you under. Yeah. You never wake up. And I mean, try to die on the day of the Oscars yeah, so you can get a lot yeah, Now, now some editor's tonight. like, fuck. Fuck. Like, Are you serious? Like, we gotta put this how do we get him together? in the end memorium Can't we thing? put him next year? <laughs> right. Yeah, he'll be the last guy tonight, it's right? It's so, I love him so much. It's so sad. I don't get it. Anyway, this is Max Carl. Wait. Huge. Oh, sorry. This is the, he sang with 38 Special. Yeah. He sings the no, what's the song he sings? He had a big hit with them. Second Chance. Did no, you just say that? I did, I did just say that, yes. I was watching surf videos. I know you were. <laughs> oh, this guy's an amazing singer. I know, right? Let's hear him. What are we waiting yes. for? Crimson on the skyline. Whoa. Meet first off 
So just so you know, I'm not being a kiss ass. Uh huh. I liked the chorus. I did not like I what you. led up to I that. I hear you. I, I didn't think you. it sounded good. No, I know. I'm with you. That his voice in that chorus is just is great. But yeah, the lead, the lead up to that, I was like, I'm with you. I get it. I like. I the was whole like, song, stop but. recording, Kyle. Was what I heard in my head. I was like, let's calm get- down. I paid my money. You're going to listen to Max uh, Carl. You're right. Okay? That's true. Uh, I got an email from him on Friday. Could you loosen up? The, I mean, the show. could you loosen these up a little bit? He has me tied to the chair, folks. For the for full disclosure, <laughs> I, paid I can't my even money. move. Yeah, you'd be amazed um, what you get. All right, the next song I'm going to play. It did. It charted. Hmm. It charted at number eighty-two. Sweet. <laughs> uh, in 1983, this charted at number eighty-two. I am a I am an unapologetic Michael Bolton fan. Hmm. I like Michael Bolton. I like old rock and Michael Bolton. How, well, let's hear. How great it. was that? Valentine's Day special. I did not watch it yet, but oh, you said really? it's great. Oh, it's so funny. It made me laugh so hard. Okay. Hopefully, because I've tried to get him in here too, and his people won't even fucking answer really? me. Really? I interviewed I made a if, friend of his. I might have to talk to Scott Ackerman about if he can do a, can hook me up there. So yeah. you like like the ballady? Uh, you'll listen to that because there's no question the guy has an incredible voice. Well, he I has can't. a seven octave range. I know, but I can't listen to when a man loves a woman or anything like that. I don't, I don't, I'm not big on those. Uh, I'm okay with that cover. I'm not mm. big on a lot of the covers and okay. I, I don't, I don't want to listen to him do arias, but when he was doing, when he was doing albums with original material, mm. like his album, um, time, love and tenderness, time, love and tenderness. He wrote a song on that with, uh, with, uh, Bob Dylan. Oh, well, steel bars. That's true. Yeah. Uh, like the album, the hunger, mm. which came out in 87. Mm-hmm. It's got, uh, Jonathan Cain co-wrote a couple mm. songs with him and Neil Sean wrote some songs and, and, uh, they play on the album. And this, if this is one of the questions I'll ask Michael Bolton, I really think that Neil Sean and Jonathan Cain were trying to get Michael Bolton mm. to join journey. Interesting. Cause yeah. that would have been a year after Steve left mm-hmm. this for this, you know, right. Originally. Right. And, uh, that might have been an okay fit because with his blackjack uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, you might be right. But this is his this is his first album when he dropped one O from his name. He was not Michael Bolaton. He Bolton. was Michael Bolton. Yeah. Self-titled. Bonnie. This song is called Fool's Game.
one more. I got to give another shout out. Bruce Kulick, mm-hmm. a friend of the show, plays mm-hmm. on this album also. That's killer. Uh, other people that play guitar on this are his brother, Bob Kulick, and Aldo Nova. Oh, I've been wanting to get Aldo on too. Where, where's Aldo Nova? What's he doing? He, He's just hanging out in Canada. Well, he produces and writes songs for uh, Celine Dion. So he's got, but okay. that's, if, yeah. if you're going to make your money, he's making right. Celine no, Dion I know. money. You're right, you're right. That's what I want to know. Yeah. That's why I don't want to talk to him. Uh, that's killer. That's, that's Max Carl um, voice killer. I yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. And okay. I think Michael Bolton finally has a sense of humor about himself ever yes. since the, uh, what's the, um, what's the Andy Samberg thing? What's oh. his band? Uh, Lonely, Lonely Island. Island. Yeah, I think, because I think for a long time, I don't think Michael Bolton had any sense of humor no. about himself or no. that guy Apparently was Apparently he a, hated the office space thing. Oh, really? About his, and but, then but, later on went and like did a funnier die where oh, it's okay. like, he's the guy. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, but now I think now I think he's full on. I okay. Yeah, and I, re, I and I'm like I never made fun of Michael Bolton. I mean, even when he was doing music that mm. I didn't like, I wasn't like, I was just like, well, that's not my. Yeah. I love Rod Stewart. I don't sure. own those no. those standards albums. No. No, no, I was no. thinking about that on the drive in today. That my mom would go, "Hey, I found this new artist." Right. I'm like, "Who is it?" Rod Stewart. I'm yeah. like, "Mom, have you heard him sing the standards? Yeah, the Great American Songbook." He sings a version of Fly Me to the Moon. Oh, gosh. Which is incredible. All right, your turn. What's up? Okay. Uh, This is a band called Toronto. Can you guess where they're from? (sighs) Can I say Brazil? (laughs) I think I've heard Toronto before. (laughs) You might have. This is another one of those bands kind of in the early Loverboy stage, Mm -hmm. kind of. Uh, Canadian band. They put out, I don't know, four or five albums. Their third, I think it's their third, album called Girls' Night Out. Mm -hmm. Includes the original version of Hearts. What about love? I had these guys. Wow. On, yes, I had these guys on the podcast. It was a very that sounded like a sarcastic wow. No, it was not. No, it, right. Oh, you don't say. Well, it was really interesting huh. when I was talking to them because um, the woman who wrote it was in the band, and her name was Sharon Alton, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the guys I talked to who are still in in Toronto don't get writing credit on that song, and that, the lead singer of Toronto is named Holly Woods. Here we are in Hollywood. And uh, Ann Wilson went to her and said, I, th- I assumed all this time you were getting paid on this. Wow. I, I mirrored your vocal delivery when I sang What About Love. And, um, but no. So one part of this group is making millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and the other part are still schlepping away in casinos in Canada. You I thought you were going to tell me that Ann Wilson then gave them a million dollars. That would be nice. I don't know that she Oh, did I'm that. so sorry. <laughs> well, I've got to go. <laughs> I've got to go. Good luck. The business is I'll hard. mail you a platinum record. So this Hollywood, this is not to be confused with the Slim Pickens character, Hollis Wood, no. from the Steven Spielberg movie 1941. No. Kyle, Maybe that's where she got her stage name. Kyle, have you seen 1941? No. Please I did what? once and it was horrible. I love it. You Please, do? I need yes. to watch it again. Please watch it with me. Okay. I'll watch it with you, yeah. Because when the Japanese say, Hollywood, Hollywood, it is the best. It's the best uh, horrible racist thing. And then he's like, well, I'm, I'm Hollywood. And then they like kidnap him and bring him on a submarine. It's unbelievable. All right. There's well, some racist stuff in there. There's a lot of it. Yeah. What, uh, what happens is what, they're in a tank and one guy gets black. The black guy gets like white stuff all over his face, and the white guy gets black stuff all over his face. And then the black guy that has the white face says to the white guy who has the black face, he goes, Back of the tank. It's just, it's ridiculous. I love it, though. 
Sounds timely. Um, okay. This is a song. I think in these times, it yes. would be right on the money. Yes. I think it's you're right. Steve Bannon's favorite film. <laughs> well, then. no wonder it's your favorite film. It's your turn, right? Okay. Yes. This is a song called When Can I See You Again? All right. If you would have told me, oh, here's an early heart demo, I know, right? I would have totally believed That's what it. I'm telling you. I know. Uh, I, I feel bad. Andrew Rich, you're, you are probably going to have uh, quite the time finding some of these album <laughs> cover artwork this this week. But um, Sorry, Andrew. That's that's why we pay you the... Oh. Yeah. Good luck to you, Andrew. Well, I owe my money. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to take us in a whole okay. different vein Do of it. music now. Do it. I'm going to take us in like a more country type rock Uh-oh. thing a little bit this song did chart this went to number 19 this gentleman is randy meisner mm. original bass player in eagles not the eagles oh. it's not the eagles the- it's just eagles uh he sings two of my favorite eagle songs of all time take it to the limit and try and love again and this was on um one of his solo albums i think his first solo album maybe a second solo album and this song is called hearts on fire Had myself a tall one Waiting at the bar I wasn't gonna leave here Till I had her in the car The moon was growing bright And the stars were standing still Waiting for my baby In the cold December chill Do you remember that song at all? No, but I liked it. It's a good tune. Yeah. Yeah, I guess... uh, I've never come around to the Eagles that much, though. I think it's because they seem like jerks. Oh, I'm sorry. What about Eagles? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I knew better. I've never come around to Eagles. Yeah, because here's the difference. The Eagles are jerks. Eagles are assholes. Oh, you're right. These, um... Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't S- ventured beyond the greatest hits, really, honestly, and I don't never felt. Like See, I love feel. the Eagles, I really do, yeah. but I, I do. But you know what? If we we just know they're assholes because we've seen them act like assholes in right. interviews. Maybe every everyone we play today could be sure, an asshole, and we true. don't know it. Very true. But a guy told me 
I always, when I'm waiting to get autographs, I, I meet this, I see a couple of the same guys all the time. And there's one guy that I, that I like because I think all the rest of the guys are fucking weirdos. Mm-hmm. Although Pardo always mm-hmm. says, you're just like that guy. I go, no, I'm not. Get out of here. <laughs> but um, this guy told me that uh, Timothy B. Schmidt, who, mm-hmm. who replaced Randy Meisner, mm-hmm. and um, he did a show at this really small place called McCabe's. And uh, he was talking with someone and this guy wanted to get his autograph. And he said, Timothy, could I get a signature? And Timothy said, uh, just let me finish up my conversation, man. Then I'll come over. I'll sign whatever you want me to sign. And the guy said, okay, great. Yeah. So um, conversation ended. Person walked away. Timothy's still there. The guy went back to him and he said, he said, hey, Timothy, can I get those signatures now? And he said, nope. <laughs> he just said that because people were around. Just you know, nope. What an asshole. Oh. What a fucking asshole. Wow. By the way, trying to get him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so he has a, he's going to say he's going to come and he's going to walk in the door and go, so, nope, nope, and then leave. He's going to see that logo and these stupid <laughs> pads on the wall and be, <laughs> nope. Right. All right. What do you got for me? Okay. This is one I emailed you about. This is the Kings. A great. I love the Kings. No, different. Oh, the Kings. Great Canadian power pop band. The Kings, why I think this is really interesting is that their debut album, which is called We Are the Kings. Mm -hmm. No, is it? The Kings Are Here. That's it. Sorry, The Kings Are Here. Um, Was produced by Bob Ezrin. Oh, great. Right around the same time as The Wall and The Elder. So here's this big, a big producer doing big monumental albums at a time. And he produces this, and it's one of the greatest power pop songs of all time. This whoa, beat goes whoa, on. whoa! That is that is high praise hey, for a song that I I paid my money. I can call this whatever I want. <laughs> this is from the greatest album ever created. <laughs> no, but that it is I, a good song that I stole. It is a good song. <laughs> it's actually two songs put together. This beat goes on and switching to glide. This is from the beginning. This beat goes on. Oh yeah, I do know switching to glide. This is one of the greatest pop songs of all time. That's yeah. I told you that. That's how you know that. doing with these song choices today you're a kid i like them they're fine you okay <laughs> i love that raining endorsement i'm fine with it <laughs> it's fine it's good it's not nine inch nails no that's okay no, but not much is. what's the most recent band new band that you are into that's a good question um saint lucia okay is probably my favorite band of the last five years all right they sound um very much kind of like 80s uh, synth poppy, um, 
bands like Scritti Politi or Go West. I know you don't know who these people are. Oh, I know you them. Don't actually, like I know. I know. Listen to New Wave. I know all this. I know everything you're talking whatever. about. I know everything you're saying. Right, right, right. Anyway, yeah, Saint Lucia is probably my favorite band of the last five years. All right, cool. Yeah, love them. Thank you for saying so. You're welcome. How about you, Black Star Writers? Yeah, and it's I do That's like the Black Star Writers. Yeah, it is a cop out because it's uh, guys that have been around that are in a new band. But I do really like Black Star Riders. I um, I like this Tegan and Sarah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Dismissive. That was very dismissive. No, I. It, that's a. I've yet to fully investigate. Um, yeah, some of the stuff my daughter's been mm-hmm. playing, I enjoy, mm-hmm. and I will listen to it if she's not in the car too. So that's, that's the, big. Yeah, that's when it. That's okay. when you go. Oh, I must like this. Luckily, my kids are young enough; they only listen to stuff I make them listen to, and they <laughs> like it. They love Kiss. They love Hollow Notes. They love Earth, Wind, and Fire. Do you play the Kiss songs that are suggestive, though? No, I keep the put the X in sex. I, I leave yeah. that out, but my daughter found it recently, oh. and you make me rock hard, mm, baby, like all that. night. Yeah, even She's Love Gun. On. Even She's, Love Gun. Yeah. That's a song about his dick. I know. <laughs> No, <laughs> they're starting to read between the lines and get what's going on there. Like rock and roll on night party every day. That's fine because they think they don't know a party means fucking drinking. <laughs> they just think it means birthday cake. Yeah, we were going to listen to this podcast in the car together as a family. No, I hope not. No. Now. You weren't really going to. Probably. There's only three episodes of mine that are marked not explicit. Uh-huh. And those are two with my daughter and Weird Al Yankovic. There you go. Uh, this song is from 1986 and it charted at number 37. This was a duo. They had the same first name. So they were David and David. Mm. The album is Boomtown. This is David Bearwald and David Ricketts. David Bearwald was part of the Tuesday night music club with Cheryl Crow and a whole bunch of other him on my show right now. Yeah, I think. Sorry, yeah, sorry, you're trying to get him on your show. Yeah, I th- emailed him recently. I, I think that. David and David might be doing a new album. I just saw him post something on Facebook yeah. about they're doing some kind of like a fundraising or. Are you friends with him on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And mm-hmm. he, like, he, and I've engaged in conversation with him, so mm. I'll probably get him on. I'll probably for me. Him. You'll win that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, no, I mean, we can both have him on. The thing that'll be different will be, I'll be in the room with him. He'll be yeah. signing stuff for me. We'll become friends, <laughs> and you'll be some guy on a phone somewhere. That's the difference. It's exactly the same other than that. Like, he'll know me. Like, if I yeah, run into yeah. him, then he'll go, hey, Pat, what's yeah, going you guys on? Can go get a coffee, and, like, if so. you come up to him on an airplane and right. go, hey, you, were, you called my house once, he'll go, I security. I mean, that's the difference. So I went with, uh, I went with Welcome Thanks. to the Boomtown. Thanks. Ms. Christina drives a 944. Satisfaction oozes from her pores She keeps rings on her fingers Marble on her floor Cocaine in her dresses Bars on her door She keeps a bag
this album did go gold. Mm-hmm. I have this album. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. And yeah. and I like his. Uh, I like uh, the first couple uh, solo albums by David Bearwald. I have yet to. Before I talk to him, I'm gonna have to download download mentally all of those. I will send albums. you. I will send you the ones I have. Okay, thanks. Uh, to pay you for this uh, <laughs> this card. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I just they played all the instruments except I think drums and a couple tracks okay. and. Um, yeah, this is this is one of those uh, lost gems it of the is. '80s. That's a gr- that would be a Let's great. Let's remind title the people the lost gems of the '80s. <laughs> Kyle, did you like that? No, no, not at all. What I did you like about it? I didn't like it. It sounded like it was like in a Mario water level. I don't even know. right. Okay. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. Either. What's that mean? My brother yeah. knew. So okay. What like from means? Super Mario '64. <laughs> yeah, Dire Dire Docks. Oh, you guys. Oh, you guys are gamers. I Maybe you it. take your gaming podcast <laughs> to the other side of the room right. and record it on your Zoom. Right. And we'll finish this out. Yeah, yeah. What do you got for me, John? Okay, I'm breaking with tradition here because I have a feeling you're going to hate this song. This is a song that was also made popular. In I haven't liked movie. any of your songs, so I, I don't think we're breaking I'm bummed. I meant to beg you from the outset that you'd be absolutely 100% honest with me. And I have this. been. I told you I, that I didn't like uh, Hot Carl. Max. Yeah, I <laughs> Hot car is a sex act. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> Google it. Um, Google it. Okay. <clears throat> you get to see a nice picture that you'll never be able to unsee. <laughs> this is a song that was uh, made semi-famous in another 80s movie. Um, it's by a band called Q Feel, and I will tell you who the lead singer of this band is afterwards because this is a good re- connect the dots story. Give me his initials. MP. MP. Military mm-hmm. police. <laughs> That's him. Okay. Let's hear it. I've heard that song before. You have? That sounds very much like uh, like something that would be on a John Hughes soundtrack. Very close. Yeah. It was uh, in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And the guy, the lead singer, is named Martin Page. Wait a minute. Martin Page is a songwriter. Yes. Did he co-write We Built This City sure with did. Bernie Taupin? He sure did. And he also wrote some heart stuff. He's dreams. Now look, Stephen, you're looking at me. I'm not reading that anywhere. That is right no, off the good. top of my head. That's, you're very good. Ask me when my children's birthdays are. I don't know, but I know that. <laughs> yes. He also wrote King of Wishful Thinking by Go West. He wrote yep. some songs on the first Robbie Robertson solo album, which is one of my favorite oh, albums okay. of all time. Um, so weird, because you wouldn't think that he would write songs for Robbie Robertson of I know, the band. And all this stuff. So get this. I'll give you a little bit of a story. So he and his music partner, Brian Fairweather, come from Australia. They're in L.A. like two weeks, and he takes a meeting with someone, singing in a restaurant, and the guy at the meeting says, we're recording, we're trying to record a song for this movie on this billboard that's right outside the window of this restaurant, and that movie is Ghostbusters. Do you think you'd be willing to play keyboards? It's for a guy named Ray Parker Jr. So wait a minute. The movie's not out yet. Movie's not out but yet. But they're, they're the promoting it. The billboards are there, and the okay. song is not recorded yet. All right. Could you play keyboards on this song? He says, sure. He goes in, plays keyboards. Weeks later, it's a number one hit. He's just hit America, and already he's playing on a number one hit. Wow. Congratulations, Huey Lewis. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We just talked about that. 
uh, Maurice White of Earth, Wind, and Fire mm-hmm. hears that song that we just played, and he says, "This is the sound that I want for Earth, Wind, and Fire going forward. This wow. is what I want to do." So he hires Martin Page. To so he hires Huey Lewis. Huey <laughs> <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> so he hires Martin Page to come write some songs on his next album. And Martin writes the la- one of the last decent-sized Earth, Wind, and Fire songs called "Magnetic," and that leads to the Bernie Taupin thing. That leads to. Oh, and then he, in the 94, I believe, he put out his first solo album, and he had a big hit with In the House of Stone and Light. Um, I don't actually love his solo stuff that much. To me, it sounds I, like music you'd play in like a Sedona, Arizona gift shop. Okay. You know what I mean? Like pan flute. And, who, who doesn't like that? <laughs> a lot of Zamfir. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So let's. So what's the song? Oh, we, just oh, we heard already played song. it. Yeah, oh, we're wow, done. I am losing that was my, the Martin. <laughs> losing my mind. I'm sorry. Sorry, I was picking my uh, Oscar pool picks yeah, for tonight. Ex- <laughs> that was my. That's the Martin Page story. I think that's fascinating. The same guy. Yeah. Whether, even if you don't like all that stuff, you got to give it up for the guy. For yeah. Having a hand in all that amazing stuff. I know, and and so diverse. I mean, yeah. we built the city to Robbie Robertson. I know. To this piece of shit. I mean, it's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> stuff. He's sitting in a house. Near here, probably, probably up on the mountains, yeah. making millions of dollars a year. Yeah, mud slides, it's fucking sliding down. Uh, well, it's I, built of stone and light. So there that. <laughs> we built <laughs> this house. <laughs> All right, this next song, I cannot understand why this song isn't. I mean, it it, it went up to number twenty nine, and a lot of people know the song, but I don't know why it's not like heard all the time and used all the time, or was or or used in 80s movies and stuff, but the band is from Australia. They're called Moving Pictures, and this song is called What About Me? Well, there's a pretty girl serving at the counter of a corner shop. She's been waiting back there, waiting for a dream. Her dreams walk in and now they never stop. Well, she's not too proud to cry out loud. She runs to the street and she screams. Early on when I would watch American Idol and they would play the same fucking songs mm-hmm. all the time, I kept thinking, if someone would pull this thing yeah, out and, and record this, what's up, dude? It was covered by Australian Idol runner-up <laughs> Shannon Knoll and peaked at number one. But there that's Australian Idol. Well, they're yeah. Australian. Didn't you just say that? Yes. That's the connection. But America doesn't watch Australian no, Idol. I'm just saying. You. It should be able to that. make the American Idol rounds. Yes. No matter what country... Like, I don't know a, why a, 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 an up and coming artist hasn't recorded because yeah. it's not well known enough. Like you would think, oh, that's a brand new song, yeah. And they could they would hit it out of the park you with a think, song like this. I don't know why that doesn't happen more often. I don't either. Yeah, dig deep into the catalog, people. Yeah, find that's something. Bad. That's nice. Stop sampling big beat and find something new. <laughs> but then our boy Billy has to go back to work. We don't want that. He'll never have to work again. <laughs> no. uh, okay, you ready? I haven't been ready yet. <laughs> you tell a story. I forget that we heard the song. <laughs> trying to make I don't know if it's Stephen's dreamy <laughs> eyes or your dull stories that are making me forget what's going on. Oh, goodness. <laughs> this is why I paid my money, folks. <laughs> Be ridiculed by the great Pat Francis. You guys are going to go to Freak Beat Records after this and love it. <clears throat> so. Probably. 
Okay. You're going to wish you had that money back to buy more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> All right. So. Two, 275. <laughs> Go ahead. What's going on? Okay. This is a, uh, a great power pop band called The Producers. What she got yep. that I ain't got. Yeah. That's had a it. cool album cover. They were sitting on director's chairs. Yes. Very high up. Bright yellow. Very strange that the producers were sitting on director's <laughs> chairs. I would have called them the directors. Yes. Very strange. So their first album, that's the first one, mm-hmm. uh, 1980, I believe. Self-titled? Just, yes. Power pop, little masterpiece. Great thing. They so, had like the one guy, they had like a, um, like the one guy reminded me of like a Rick Nielsen type guy, like the bald guy. Yeah. Kitar player. He, he seemed like. Wayne Famous. Yeah. He seemed like the quirky Guy. He was, but he was super buff, but he was bald yeah. and wore like uh, sweatbands around his wrists sure. and stuff like that. Sure. Played the guitar because it's pretty. It's exactly how I look really when I play hard. tennis. <laughs> so the producers uh, put out a first, did you know they played the very first MTV uh, New Year's Eve? Remember that used to be a big deal on MTV. I'm just going to be this guy. I did know that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so the producers did that <laughs> and they put out, so the, the bass player is a guy named Kyle Henderson. I've been tr- we were supposed to do an interview about a year ago. He canceled last minute, and then he's completely gone off the reservation, and it pisses me off so bad. Anyway, he wrote this song. Is I he think, up at the pipeline? No, he's in, he like works at a college in Wisconsin oh, okay. or something like that. So, again, what have you got better to do, Kyle Henderson, than talk to me on the phone and let me love you? I know, really. It sounds kind of weird when I say Working that, at Trader Joe's is just really, <laughs> it's really so hard. hard. I'm really well, busy. Let's be fair. He manages. <laughs> oh. He's got what do you wear when you interview people on the phone? Are you just like, uh, oh boy, he balls out? What's going on? He's uh, in the tub. He's in the tub, <laughs> candles lit. I shouldn't admit this, but I did do like the first 30 or 40 kind of in my underwear. All right, that's cool. I was so now, nervous. Where, where do you go in your house? Because you have three little quiet, kids running yes. around. Um, if they're not home, I'll, go, I'll just sit on my bed. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if they're going to be upstairs watching TV, I'll go downstairs, whatever. Yeah. You got any dogs or cats no, running around? like that. No nothing animals? Like that. Okay. No. Cool. The first few times I was so nervous, I just wanted to be comfortable. And so I kind of, and then that just became a thing for a while. Now All right. I'm not really nervous cool. anymore. Cool. Yeah. Get that visual out of your head. Anyway, the, so, the produ- so Kyle Henderson writes this song for the second album called You Make the Heat. And the song is called Back to Basics. And I think it's about him becoming like a born again Christian. He's finding that... Fame is not what it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. He's kind of the sex symbol of the band. He's, it's making him really unhappy. And he becomes a born-again Christian, and he sings about it. That first album was so bright and fun. The second album is, gets much darker. But there's a great song that makes me want to learn how to play the drums. It's called Back to Basics. All right. says that they're still active they uh they they'll do like an occasional reunion show i think atlanta is their headquarters 
Um, so they, they do that once in a while. They're the old, one and only band I've ever contacted to see how much it would cost to have them come play at my house. It was like 7500 bucks. My wife said no. That's not a lot of money, though. No, it, it's not bad. And I always thought the next time I get like a big commission check, I might have to pay for the producers to come over to my house. Uh, commission check from what? What do you What do you do for a living? <laughs> Turn the tables on you an hour and a half later. I know. Uh, boy, I, I work. I'm in sales at a software company. All right. I would rather listen to your Dire Straits al- uh, episode on a loop than talk about my job. <laughs> if you don't oh, mind. Jesus. <laughs> Kyle, how do you feel about that? Would you rather? Would I you, might want to hear about John Shaw. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling. All right, I'm going to play a song that did not chart. This is by Todd Rundgren's band Utopia. I love Todd Rundgren. I love Utopia. And this is from 1984's album Oblivion. This is Cry Baby. If you're a Todd Rundgren fan or a Utopia fan, kind of, I have a lot to learn. Anything on that? I like that. Um, what year did you say that came out? I think that's '84. I could be wrong. I think it's yeah '84. Really? Yeah. Why? What's up? It sounds very much like the stuff on uh, the Tubes Love Bomb album because yeah, I think Todd produced. really did. Fee talk about that album uh-huh. at all? He hates that album. He hates that He's album. Only on like three of the songs on purpose. I think he hates it because I think Todd, I mean, it's like a Utopia album, really. Well, he... There, What's he mean? He's only, he sings all the songs, doesn't no, he? No, he only appears on like three songs on that album. So he, well, he really wanted the, to keep... He sings the two oh, I, I love. Piece by piece. Piece incredible. by piece. And um, um, what's the um, oh, what's the girl's name? The yeah. song I love? Uh, Stella. Stella. So good. He um, So he wanted to keep David Foster, and but it was because he and David Foster were mostly doing a lot of the work and bringing in guys like Lukather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tubes guys were not doing that much, so there became a dissension where the Tubes guys were like, "We don't want to just sit here and have and watch you go off with David Foster. Yeah, we want to participate. We want the, Todd Rundgren back." And Fee's like, "Well, look, if you're going to do that, it's going to hurt our career. We're just now finally getting some momentum." And uh, to keep the peace, he agreed. He brought Todd Rundgren in. They didn't, he didn't really even want to participate, so he wrote some songs, he sang on a couple of them, and he stayed out of the way, and of course it killed their career. Yes, but you can't, in the band's defense, Fee can't say, if we bring Todd Rundgren in, it's going to kill our career, mm-hmm. and then not participate, because then I would say, well, then didn't you kind of kill the career? Right. I won't say any of this in front of the man, I'll say, you You were right, way to <laughs> right. go, dude. Right, but, I um, know, and uh, he... Because th- I, think that's, I think that's a great album. I do too. And my take with Fee was that, well, Piece by Piece and Stellar are such great songs. Even if you got them on the radio and they and you put all the promotion and people bought the album and they were disappointed, yeah. you should still still be able to sell like a million copies because just those songs are so yeah, good. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it didn't. And uh, 
Those I mean, would those those could have easily been played on this show today. Agreed. I almost brought them, but you just played them with Alexi. I did, so I didn't do it. So good though. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, Richard Marks saved Fee Wable's bacon because he Fee wrote he a lot wrote of songs, a lot yeah. of those songs, and he sold like thirty million records. And Fee gets and I have it, but I've that. never listened to the the last Tubes album. I think it's called Genius of America. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah, I listened to it once. It's uh, horrible. I have it. I'm gonna have to listen to it. Have fun. It was terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> but, but this happens a lot. Sometimes what, the album that people say, I said this on on the episode with my daughter, the album that people go, oh my God, that's their worst album. Right. Sometimes you I'll might be like, love it. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, that's you great. Might love it. But you're saying if I like uh, the completion backwards principle mm-hmm. and if I like outside, Love Bomb and Outside Inside, yeah. I probably won't like that. Probably true. But then again, I don't love the early Neither do I. albums either. It's really remote control on that me, I get excited. Exactly. Yeah. For, for me too. Yeah. Remote control. So you're so we're right on the money then. Remote control through Love Bomb. Yes. And then we don't know about Genius yeah. yet. But yeah, right. the early ones, I'm not, no, I'm not that into really those. No, do it for me. They, they really, their songs are fine. You, they really don't come to life until you see them live. Well, I can't Even wait now. to see it. I'm, it's one of the greatest shows. I think they're, they were last night because we almost went and saw them. We went and saw the Blasters instead in Santa Ana. But, oh, um, cool. Well, I'm going with Murray Valariano. So, Kyle, yeah. that means you'll probably be going with me. Okay. Because you know how Murray is. Cool. Cancels. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, now we are going to, now we're sort of entering April Richardson territory a little mm-hmm. bit. Some All right. kind of college alternative rock from the 80s. Uh, let's listen to some jams on the reg. Jams on the reg? Yeah. Jams. On the regular, yes. Yeah, on the regular. Yeah, okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. I thought you were her to, musical twin. I, I did. I, I needed to. He's not a linguist twin. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it I get. Yeah, toads, they, toads for reals. Toads for reals. So this is a band I'm sure she likes. Uh, another uh, Georgia band called Guadalcanal Diary. Don't know if you know them. They're basically, they put out like four albums. All of them are great. Very much in the same vein as R.E.M. Uh, this is my favorite song of theirs. One of the greatest beginnings to a song ever. The song is called Litany. I had their lead singer Murray Attaway on my show. He's an old curmudgeon. Nice guy, but grumpy. This is Litany. Kyle, please. This voice, so good. I like that. That was That's pretty cool. Yeah. Who produced that? Do you know? Uh, Yes. Don Dixon. Don Dixon. uh, Produced that one. Uh, I think Don produced a Marshall Crenshaw album. Mm -hmm. And Smithereens. Yeah. Um, If he didn't produce that album, he produced one of their other ones. But I I think he produced that one. Don Dixon. He's Mm -hmm. very much in that... um, 
in that vein of he always produces artists of that mm-hmm. ilk. I call it like Heartland. That yeah, Cruzado's kind of yeah yeah farm aid type stuff. Even farm though aid. these guys are more, you know, like I said, REM. They're more alternative than that. But I know what you mean. They're farm kind of, aid. Did they ever find a cure? I don't for farms. Farms. Farm aids. Yeah, farm aids. (laughs) All right, Kyle. Let's see if you ever listen to your uncle. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question right now. Yeah. What member of Fleetwood Mac got totally disrespected by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Bob Welch. Because why? Because he was on the five albums before. Yeah. Lindsay and them came in, and then they didn't. They just ignored him. That's bullshit. And then he killed himself. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. That would have been a That's guest rough. here. Rock and peace. Yes. Bob Welsh. But he would, that would have been a guest here for sure mm-hmm. on this show. Mm-hmm. He we, would have been glad to sit there and badmouth <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> this is from his, I think, maybe fifth solo album, self-titled Bob Welsh. This is a song that did not chart. This is a song that you've probably never heard. The song is called Two, as in the number two. Two to do. It's a song about fucking. <laughs> Is that what it takes two for? It takes two to do. Yeah. Oh, to do that? Well, could, I guess they could be. I guess they could be putting a puzzle together. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, okay. building a building a ship in a bottle. Getting on a ladder. Getting on a ladder. Sure. Yeah. Could you? Someone hey, could you spot ladder. me? Maybe yeah. they're working out. Maybe. Could you spot yes. me? I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna blast the quads. Do you need a spotter for that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. even know what quad uh, is. It's your legs. You look like you're in shape, Stephen. Do you have to? Do I need a spotter if I blast my quads? Bless your cock. <laughs> oh, I need a spotter for that. For sure. I certainly do. Hey, guys, if you guys want to all gather around and help me spot my cock, don't listen to this with uh, your family. I will not. Or wait till Christmas morning and listen to it around the fireplace. <laughs> That'll be perfect. That's about when it'll come out. Kyle, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do all these songs sound the same? Um, No, not the same. I mean, they You don't they have to s- answer. <laughs> they sound of that era, but they're Do not they? the same. Okay. Yeah. I'm realizing as I as these songs go along that they all kind of sound of the same ilk. Yeah, we're gonna play forty songs. We're gonna, <laughs> and they're all gonna. Be uh, eventually, I'm tuning same. out. Yeah, you should be glad I played that Q feel song because that was the only one that's different. Yeah. Uh, okay, we got another one. I still feel a little queasy from uh, Max Carl. Really? Yeah. That chorus though, the and chorus that voice saves it. Okay. But, it, but like if I was listening on the radio, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have made it to the chorus. Well, I might have been like, for. oh. That's what I'm here for. I push a button. I'm going to tell Clunk. him. Because he emailed me on Friday when I was at the airport flying here. Said, yeah, I'd love to be on your show. Oh, that's great. So I'm going to say, by the way, Pat Francis. 
He's says a hello to, he doesn't like you. Says hello to Bruce Kulick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Uh, okay, so this is another one. A Scottish alternative band. I heard this song in another movie in the 80s called Morgan Stewart's Coming Home. Mm-hmm. This is a band called The Silencers. There's a song called Painted Moon. Cool song. I like that. I like that a lot. Steven, how are you doing? Are you hanging in there? Oh, yeah. You're not bored? No. All right, cool. Cool. <laughs> you like music, right? I do. Are you a sports guy? Um, yeah. Football. Football. Yeah. All right. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so this next song did not chart. This was released in 1985. This was around the time when Bruce Springsteen was so popular mm-hmm. That everyone in his band could get a mm. could get a record deal. Yeah, Are Clarence, you going to play your friend of mine? Well, I'm not going to play oh, that. Okay. I'm not going to play that. I I was going to play like a chunk and play like uh-huh. I was going to play your friend of mine. I was going to play a little Steven song. Are you going to play forever? I was going to play forever. I had that on my list. Or, I, no, I was going to play out of the darkness. Okay. Uh, but instead, I'm going to go with Nils Lofgren's song mm. from the album Flip. I think if you the look up I the video for this about. song, Kyle Nils Lofgren does. Mm. He used to do flips. <laughs> On stage, like he would run and flip with his guitar. It's amazing, and it was amazing. Well, the co- and the cover, he's doing a he's flip. doing a flip. Yeah. But the album's called Flip. Flip. So this song is called Secrets in the Streets. I think it's got very eighties keyboard, but I like the song. I like. I don't know a lot of Nils Lofgren songs. I know like mm-hmm. three or four. Mm. I'm afraid that if I start listening, I'm going to love it, and then I'm going to end up buying 20 oh, albums. Really? So yeah, mm. like I like a song called "Across the Tracks" okay. from an album called Wonderland. Okay, but um, I know very little, and most of what I've heard, I haven't 
haven't enjoyed liked, enough. Like, I don't think a lot better. of it's like what we just heard. Well, I, think I actually liked what we just heard. Yeah, yeah. I like that more. I think, but I, I think I'm earlier okay stuff might stuff. be like, uh, might be Neil Young based because he yeah. was in, uh, he played with Neil Young for I think a while. He did, yeah. 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 He's one of those that I'll get around to one of these days. I got to tell you what I do like about Bruce Springsteen. Um, Little Steven plays on the Born in the USA album, but he did not want to tour. Mm. So they hired Nils to tour. That's not how that happened. And then when Steven came back, they still kept Nils. So okay. Bruce is very loyal. Very loyal. That's and, great. And Nils is a way better guitarist than Little Steven. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know what Little Steven's doing. On I, don't know I don't even know if his guitar's plugged in. I don't know. Because when I saw like, him on this last like tour, mascot. I mean, Bruce has a guitar and he's wailing and mm-hmm. Nils is soloing. And then some of the girls uh, have. Um, uh, have uh, the girls, <laughs> female members of the band, they have acoustic guitars. And little Steven, yeah. he, he's a fucking mess. You put on the band, he's just a mascot. He weighs like way too much and yeah. he's got weight. Oh, yeah. He d- dresses like he fell in this Steven Tyler's uh, <laughs> wardrobe and came out with whatever was on. And he's just a fucking mess. Yeah, he is. He is. So, but he's no, making soprano money. Yeah, I guess so. Or he so. did, I guess that, those days are over. I guess so. I um, wish... I wish he'd wear that toupee from The Sopranos I instead know, of that right? thing that he wears on his head now. <laughs> I think he, I think he got in a car crash when he was a kid and went through the a windshield, and his head is all like scarred up. And oh, that's really? Why he, I think I heard that somewhere. And so when he lost his hair, that doesn't help. Well, it's all his head is just like scars, and so his head, his hair when it grows in is like, you know, through scars. It's got so bad that's why he wears that thing. I know you're trying to make me feel bad, but I still say that guy's a fucking mess. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe it is car, why. Maybe the car wreck. Well, you know what's funny is um, uh, Paul Kantner from uh, Jefferson Airplane mm-hmm. recently passed. Rock and Peace, Paul. Yeah. Uh, good friends. <laughs> um, but he used to wear like a big wide uh, head headband uh, all the time. Uh-huh. And then I saw a picture, like I saw, I think a mugshot of him, and he's got like a big dent in his skull, oh, like really? maybe like someone hit him with a. Ooh. So I'm like, oh, that's why he always wore that's that. Why. That's not pretty at all. I never knew that. I'm gonna yeah. have to Google image that. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think if you Google Kyle's Paul Kantner dent in his head, I think that's what comes up. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yep. How long uh, have we been recording uh, right now, Kyle? This uh, this portion of the show. Days. Uh, this has been like an hour portion too. Okay. Okay. Do you think we should change files? Uh, I think we're okay. It All seems right. to be fine. There's oh, the yeah. dent in his head. You see it? Wow. Yeah. Let me see it. I actually kind he of He got hit by a propeller. <laughs> Interesting. That's funny. I kind of have a dent in my head too. I got hit in the head with a golf club. Yeah, but it's not this it's drastic. Not that bad, no. You know? If it was this drastic, I'd be doing the show like this. What's what, <laughs> I can't uh, look you in the what eye. is uh now you have another <laughs> was was, was it was it did someone did it like yeah. release or was No, it, it was my bu- first time ever golfing and I kept getting divots. First I was, time. I was like 12, 13, 14. And um, my friend's like, "Let me do it." So he takes the one wood and he Tees off and swings around, and the one wood cracks me in the forehead. It's the one and only time I've ever been on an ambulance. Uh, how know. much did that bleed? Forever. And I have pictures. Did they yell at them. you like you're bleeding on the green? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were nice. the the uh, The ambulance drove out onto the green. Mm-hmm. Cool to get me and all this stuff. Awesome. I have pictures. What like else was pissed? The, piece, the cracked skull up here. Yeah. Is the this guy a- missed their tea time because of me and my you know. <laughs> Uh, is this the Problems. reason why you can never listen to Huey Lewis in the news's album called Four? <laughs> That's more because Stuck With You is horrible. <laughs> but uh, other than that. Is that uh, their fourth album? 
Yeah, but it's F O R E. They're on a golf and a horrible album cover. I almost brought. It's just it's there's six members in the band. Three of them are on the front and three on the back. Has nothing to do with golf. Has not. It's just it's like a band photo, and then they bent it so three guys are on the fucking back. Why wouldn't they put four of them on the front? Why why aren't they golfing like on a golf course? There's a million things. This could have been played in our in our episode, Kyle, about bad album covers. Except I don't know if we could have found a good song. I have a soft spot for you. I have a soft spot for Yui too, but yeah. it, it's and I can listen to it now, but like ten years ago mm-hmm. I couldn't have, yeah. and it doesn't has, doesn't really hold up. You, yeah, you listen I to know. it from a different, with totally. a different ear. Yeah, very true. I don't say guilty pleasure because I don't like when people say that. I know I hate being made to feel silly, but I do. I have like all those core Huey Lewis albums. Now we've been talking. Now I think it's your turn. Yeah, it is I my played turn. Nils Lofgren, which yep. you are a big fan of. I love Nils Lofgren. Okay, this one I brought specifically for you. One of my listeners, Stephen Poshman, turned me on to these guys. I asked you about them. They're from Rock Philly. Rock peace, Stephen Poshman. He's nope. still very much alive. This is an airing for five or six weeks. Oh, well, he might be dead by then. Um, <laughs> I love this, that. I love that joke. <laughs> so uh, this is a band from Philadelphia called The A's. Okay. Power pop band. Um, if I tell you the lead singer's name, can we get an up top? Okay. His name is Richard Bush. Up top, my brother. There you go. <laughs> oh, I hope that would happen. Richard Bush. Richard Bush. Real God-given name. Yeah. You know Billy Bush, right? I yeah, do. Stan Bush. Yeah. Stan Bush. Yeah. George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, so Richard Bush, lead singer of the A's, they only put out two albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one came out in 79, and it has their signature hit, but because it's 79, I didn't play it. Yeah, yeah, it would called, be a cheat. Uh, after Last Night. Second album, Woman's Got the Power, produced by Rick Chertoff. Rick Chertoff. Rick Chert- oh, wait, I know the name. Oh, yeah, you know, he walks around bare with chest. His with his shirt off. <laughs> uh, I can't, damn it, I can't. I, I have tons of albums that he's produced. Hooters. Yes. Um, Cindy Lauper. Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yeah, yes. okay, cool. Yeah. Thank God I saved it. Yeah, you did. Whew. Brought it back. People um, are going to be talking about this part of the show for years. Yeah, I know, they Remember will. when Pat pulled Rick Chertoff out of his ass? With my help. So I will say of everybody I've had on my show, he is the most should have been of everyone. Okay. He has everything, the voice, the look, the moxie to have been Mm -hmm. a huge star and he just wasn't. Jeez. Woman's got the power. his voice but i don't know that it goes with what he's singing mm, really yeah this uh you might like the first album better it's more straightforward power pop no synthesizers mm-hmm. or anything like that i like them both a lot he now fronts a band called the peace creeps that are more kind the of peace blues creeps, I, I like know. that name uh more blues uh oriented but the, mm-hmm. he just has pipes he yeah. can sing and he has the attitude and 
it's uh, I mean, a lot of this, a lot of Lost Gems from the '80s suffer a little bit from that '80s production, which I love. I think if you grew up with it, mm-hmm. your ear is tuned to that sound, right? And it's a welcoming sound. It's not a, you know, it doesn't make you upset. Yeah, and I love those. And we've said all the, all the '80s bands that all the '70s bands that had a resurgence. In the eighties, yes. Cheap Trick, Heart, Steve yes, Winwood, Phil Steve Collins, Winwood, they all, all had, to, yes. they all grabbed hold of that and mm-hmm. and did it, yeah. And I still like those albums. Me too, me too. I'm gonna make some, uh, I'm gonna make some some cuts here. I am not gonna play, because uh, I've played both of these songs many times before, more than once easily. But uh, Jimmy Barnes, Working mm, Class Man, I love Jimmy Barnes. Love that Good song. one. Uh, the Ravens, Raised on Radio. I have tried so many times to get Rob Fahey from The Ravens mm-hmm. on my show to the point of stalking him. I'm sure that's why he, he never replies. never more. He never says anything, and I do it for you. I've been trying to do it for like two years. I thought, I bet Pat would listen to my show if I got Rob Fahey on the show, and I can't get him to reply to my freaking emails. And I wouldn't Facebook listen to that friends. show if Steven was on it. <laughs> what about little Steven? Oh, that guy's a fucking <laughs> You put this guy in Bruce's band, Steven to my right, amazing. Okay, so I'm deleting those songs from my playlist, Kyle. Okay. So we're going to go with a uh, friend of the show. He's, he was on here early in the, uh, in the um, Rock Solid, uh, uh, what do I want to say, history, John Waite. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this album came out in 1985. This song peaked at number 25. Uh, the, the album's called Mask of Smiles. Now, this was the album that followed up No Breaks that had Missing You on it mm-hmm. and a couple of other minor hits uh, like Tears. Tears and um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the other one. But anyway, and then this album did dick. I know. And I don't know what, what happened. I've I think this is a pretty too. strong album. Yeah. But this, uh, this song is called Every Step of the Way. Yeah, so I don't get it. No I one just seems like him. Who uh, who drops the ball when this kind of thing happens? I, I mean, you should be with after missing you. The record label should be pushing this album down your fucking it's throat. A, it's a question I always have. You have this valuable asset. Yeah, your, we've just made a ton of money off John Waite. Yeah. All we got to do is keep this going. Yes, and they, some it's always some political thing. Some guy doesn't work there anymore who was involved and. In, the first album and the new guy doesn't want to do what the old guy did or whatever. Yeah, it's almost like something changed heads and someone's like, oh, we want a little bit younger sound. Yeah. Or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Crazy. Unbelievable. Because yeah, there, de- there are definitely three or four, two or three hits that could have been I know. pulled off of that album He's easily. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him on this tour with, um, no, that's not true. 
I saw him on the No Breaks tour, but he was playing a couple of songs. He oh. said, oh, these songs are going to be on my next album. But okay. it, was a, it was a double bill. It was He opened for Scandal. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. It was nice. I could see that. Yep. I've only seen him once, and it was about a year ago at a casino. He's, he's still great. Still sounds great. Yeah. He only, uh, they, when in those gigs, I think he played like eight songs, and I mm. only knew two of them. I'm not the deep diver that yeah, you yeah, yeah, the yeah. hit, so they were a lot of like bluesy things, yeah. which is fine. It wasn't the magic that I wanted to see, but right. I was glad I saw him. Yeah. No one sings like him. Uh, okay. We are, I don't, I don't know if you have this one, Kyle. I, I, actually, you do. It yeah, was that, on there. One this the, one? Yeah. Yes. I have that one. Now you have a handwritten list. Yeah, you typed, you printed yours out. I just wrote it down. Wrote I don't even know it. if I know how to write it. <laughs> I do things like this just to remind myself that mm. I still You know have nice handwriting. Oh, thank you. That's so funny. When I was writing this, and I thought, I'm going to give this to Kyle. I wonder if he'll be able to read it. Is that cursive? Uh, no, like I, pseudo, I've kind of forgotten kind of, cursive. Some things are cursive. Isn't it funny? Our kids won't don't know, know how to nothing, do cursive. Nothing. And who cares? That's true. You yeah, get a really nice, cur- you get a nice cursive weird, though, font right? on your word. Yeah, as long as you could sign a check. No That's one true. gives a shit. That's true. That's true. Or an autograph. Yeah. <laughs> With a Pat Francis rock solid autograph, autograph pen. pen. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so this is... Only a few left, right? A few thousand? Ooh. Yeah, there's a lot. I thought that would be a big seller. <laughs> and you only mail it to the people who pay for the postage, right? So stupid. That's where my 250 bucks went. I thought this is going to be a big thing. Yeah. Everyone needs a Sharpie anyway. Of this course. is just going to have my name printed on it. It's going to be an official rock solid autograph pen. Have what do you, what have, do you think the downfall was? Have you thought about buying regular Sharpies at Staples and taking them back with yours in the package? Well, how does that help me? Uh, just, just for brand exposure. There you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about throwing the whole lot of them out into the street. <laughs> Giving them away, giving them the kids for trick or treat. There you go. There you go. There's That's a, a nice, good one. There's a little. Go draw a mustache on someone's porch. <laughs> go vandalize my fence. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got? What do we listen okay. to? Uh, this one's not quite as obscure. Uh, it's one of my all time favorite bands, and it's my favorite song by one of my all time favorite bands. Okay. The Smithereens. I mentioned them earlier. Yep. The song's called Alone at Midnight. The song also makes me want to play the drums. Give me the initials of the lead singer's name PD. PD. Oh, my God. I know this guy's name. Patrick Dempsey. What's his first name? That's a good one. What's his first name? Pat. 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 Denunzio? Yeah. Is that close? I think it's Denizio. Yeah. Okay. I love these guys so much. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. That guy do you know a, the Smithereens very well? Um, do they see a girl like you? Uh-huh. Doesn't Murray bring them in a lot? Oh, I don't know. I don't listen when Murray <laughs> plays songs. Uh, I remember seeing the Smithereens a lot on MTV. Yeah. Like maybe on 120 minutes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they had some stuff that would 
They had like two through. top 40 hits. That one and I think one called Top of the Pops. Yeah. But there's a lot of like more alternative radio, mm-hmm. Behind the Wall of Sleep, Blood and Roses. Mm-hmm. They're one of the best. Yeah, I don't I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, but I can see the guy. Mm-hmm. I know some of the songs. Mm-hmm. I can even see album covers. Sure. But um, this, um, and what year was that? Uh, I, I wrote it down. For uh, that, 86. For that movie? 86. For That's that all their first yeah. album, especially 86. for you. 86. This next one's coming from uh, 1985. Uh, this was produced by Keith Forzey. Mm, best known as his work with uh, Billy Idol. Something about, or uh, Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. Simple Minds, good, yeah. good call. Top 10 all thing. Uh, and then Billy Idol did a version of that song on one of his greatest Because it hits. was meant for him in the first place. Oh. Did you know that? I, yeah. No, he turned I, it down. Someone's told me this story before, yeah. but every time I hear it, it's brand new. And it's, come, coming it's from you, amazing. That album, that all was called Meant For Me, and it was all the <laughs> Billy Idol songs that were meant for him. <laughs> so this is... Uh, this is from a kid, a kid at the time. He was uh, 16 years old. Charlie Sexton. I love Charlie, yeah. This song went to number 19, so top 20 hit for Charlie. This song is called Beat So Lonely. song how'd you like that fade i actually did that, that fade because I, kyle is in the restroom um that actually went to number 17 mm. i stand corrected uh charlie sexton was in that uh movie about a boy wait about a boy no what was the movie that was filmed over 12 years that got a lot of boyhood boyhood that's what i'm thinking of he he was in that he played um who's the lead actor that was in that ethan hawk ethan hawk. he played ethan hawk's friend mm-hmm. in that movie mm-hmm. charlie sexton He's one of those people I feel like his uh, career got mismanaged out of the gate and yeah. he never quite recovered. Because he's more of like a blues type person, yeah. right? When he first broke out with that album, it was all, this is like the new gunslinger. He's a guitarist. He's amazing. Yeah. And that album is so uh, like mechanized, so mm-hmm. synthesized. It doesn't showcase his playing very well, but it's great. It's fun. But then yeah. his next album is not very good. And then he goes to play on Bowie's Glass Spider Tour and he never, and then he plays with Dylan, he never quite gets, quite his gets own, back into his own, yeah, thing. his own thing, and he deserved it. Yeah, this this album has nine songs on it. The last song is called "Space," written by Mike Chapman and Holly Knight, and then Cheap Trick re- oh. recorded that on Lap of Luxury in 1988. Okay, but yeah, this is um, yeah, one hit wonder. Yeah, pretty really. much. And that that album sounds like it was made in a machine. It doesn't sound yep. like humans made that album, unfortunately. And when I, I say, like it because it's '80s and yep. I'm fine with it. But yeah. and when I say when we say "Lost Gems of the '80s," like that should this should be played on classic mm-hmm. rock radio I somewhere, totally right? But yeah. it doesn't get no. any play anywhere. I know. I totally agree. Maybe Jonesy's jukebox. There you go, oh, Jonesy's jukebox. If you guys can listen while you're in town, okay. You probably get it on like iHeartRadio or yeah, something probably. like that. I need to. Jonesy's jukebox. We're gonna play Ting <laughs> Come Up. I'll listen to it sometimes and he'll just be like rambling yeah. for like 15 minutes. That guy has full reign of that show. Sure. Like, oh, I'm not going to fucking do it if I can't just play what I want to play. Right? 
Can I call? Yep. So we got, right. got John here. John's going to play this song. Yeah, I got one. Uh, this Turned into a blues here. singer there. That was great. Oh, oh. Okay, what do you got? Uh, this one's coming off YouTube. And um, this guy, okay, so this is a band called The Lords of the New Church. I've heard of, kind of them. breaking away a little bit here. Their lead singer was Stiv Bader's. Bader's dated Martha Quinn. Yes, and he's the ugliest dude you've ever seen in your life. Look, when I interviewed Martha, all I kept thinking was, I could get her because <laughs> Stiv did. <laughs> exactly. And then I thought, oh, yeah, rock star cred in drugs. Well, there's Stiv and there's like Shane McGowan of the Pogues. Those are the two ugliest people in rock history. Oh, Shane McGowan is the worst. Yeah, yeah. Well, Have you ever seen him? Shane McGowan uh, of the Pogues? Oh, Kyle, goodness. you will never not be able to see this guy. Oh, my God. That. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I think what? he recently got some new teeth finally because he had drunk his old teeth out. They he, rotted out of his head. He looks like a character in a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah. I can't even look at him. No, I got to be honest with you. I it's can't even look at him. It's frightening. I've seen him in concert a couple of times. I, I, master songwriter. I absolutely love him and the Pokes, but he is so hard to listen or to look at. To look at. And yeah. Stiv is not that far removed, but dated Martha Quinn. Uh, By so, the way, Martha Quinn... Uh, is a wonderful lady. Yes. I was at her house. Her <laughs> husband is a solid uh, looking guy. Good, good. And uh, okay. great, great people. Beautiful home. Good, good. I'm glad she's yeah, good. She's um, good. Uh, so yeah, so this is, uh, he was in the Dead Boys and then he started this other kind of gothier project, Lords in the New Church. This is a song called Dance With Me. Uh, I love this song and I thought you would enjoy the Martha Quinn connection. All right. sounds good it's not stuff i'm into yeah i know i'm not into that type of a sound this was one of the songs i didn't bring with me but when you said you had picked more songs mm-hmm. i went to this one because i thought well, now i just, that, I'm I just throw cut, out some i curves. just cut two so you could have spared me from i've that. got other i've got two others yeah, that i'm cool. gonna cut this is from the emi official youtube channel and they don't have a logo or anything up what's that fuck Weird. Someone's asleep over there. Well, they're yeah, the guys right. that ruined John Waite's career with uh, they couldn't follow up. Uh, <laughs> Do you want no a logo? Nah, nah. People know. That'll never take off. Yeah, forget it. <laughs> All right, my band, I got a lot of, uh, my next song is called So You Ran. Charted at number 58. This was an offshoot from Boston. Mm. This was mm-hmm. the second guitarist, Barry Goudreau. Who I've also tried to get on the show millions of times just to impress you. Pretty and it cool. Hasn't happened. Uh, Bradley Delp sings background vocals on this. The lead singer is Fran Cosmo. He will replace 
Bradley Delp in Boston for the fourth album. Michael DeRozier, original drummer from Heart, plays on this album. And um, that's all I got to say about that. This song is called So You Ran. You can hear some Boston in there, like That's the, the Lost where, Boston where, album. You can hear like the well, yeah. no, the Lost Boston album is that the the uh, Brad Barry Goudreau solo. Oh, album. true, but still, I mean, but yeah, if you this, like Boston, why wouldn't you own yes. this album? And if you like Boston, you can get the third Boston album at Amoeba for a hundred dollars, right? What was, wasn't oh that? yeah, they were third selling stage? it. It's like a Japanese import. It's a hundred bucks. That has, like, third that has like one other track. Yeah, I guarantee that's like. 12 cents on Amazon. Yeah, right instead now. I bought yeah. that. Oh, I'll pick up this copy yeah. for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you can hear, I like when they take the pick down the, mm. down the mm. string. I don't play guitar, so That's I just, stuff. I call yeah. it taking the pick down the taking strings. The <laughs> take that pick for a ride on the right. rails. Right. Ride for the rails. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Love it. Okay, let's keep going. Um, how many if more this, songs If this doing? stops recording, I will, uh, I will put Do uh, you want me to stop and save? Stop and save. Yeah. It's my favorite place to. Sh- but no, if you want to trim, it's probably four too many. Okay. Now I have um I have two more. Okay, I'll trim two of them. Trim two, mm-hmm. and then do you want the play out or do you want I me do to play want out? Play out. Oh, yeah. isn't yeah. that interesting? I paid my money. All right, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you should get the play out. Come yeah. on. Thank Let's, you, Kyle. Uh, we will fade that play out very quickly. <laughs> what if it's I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. I just. I just texted Pilar and said we're still recording, and uh, these guys will not let me get out of here. And She's said, like, these guys. I must said when you suck. when you pay, they just they're mm. hostage. <laughs> no, she knew this would be. I'm enjoying that. I like this show a lot. Really? Are you sure? The Hustle is your podcast, hosted by John. La- Bring it, Lamoureux. Lamoureux. Of there course, I knew it. You got it. Uh, you can find that on uh, Podbean. You can find yeah. it on iTunes. Yes. Uh, Twitter handle is at the hustle pod at the hustle pod. Also, uh, you're on Facebook. Yes. And you have a website, uh, the hustle.podbean.com. You kind of don't need a, I mean, we have a website for the notes and Kyle's building yeah. a new website, which will be up around the time this podcast airs in 2018. <laughs> um, but with Facebook, you kind of yeah. don't need a website. I know. I know it's true. And I don't, I don't have time. It's me mm-hmm. and my buddy Yan and we, it, I have a regular, we have regular jobs. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how to build a website no. and I don't have the cojones to. Do you know where I can buy software to listeners. build a website? <laughs> Safe. I should know it's on every podcast I ever listen to. <laughs> Squarespace. Squarespace. Oh, I was making fun of you because you're a software sales. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. See, I would rather listen to the Dire Straits episode <laughs> on a loop for two days yeah. than talk yeah. about my job. I'm drawing a blank. Who's the guy who runs Facebook? Zuckerberg. 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 Get him on the phone real quick. No. He'll know. Ask him. 
Zuckerberg. What's his first name? Stan? Mark. Mark Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. uh, if that guy, that guy could cure like uh, uh -huh. world hunger. If he said Facebook is no longer free, Facebook is a dollar a year. Mm. There would be no one on Facebook. That's very true. There would be no one that wouldn't pay a dollar. No one. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't pay a dollar a year? Mm -hmm. And if he said you have to pay for the next five years in advance, mm. who wouldn't do that? That's very true. And how much money would how much money would that bring in? It's a crazy amount. Well, would you pay five dollars for the next five million years? People yeah. on Facebook. I yes. Think? Yeah. You figure at least two thirds of those people would do it. That's two hundred million dollars and, and the rest of the people are the people you don't want on facebook yeah, anyway exactly, right <laughs> weed them out yes and then you pay for like clean water in africa or whatever or, or, or fix this thing in flint yes in a second yes. yeah yeah i mean i understand he could say look this that's not the model that i originally created mm -hmm. but yeah i'm gonna do i'm not taking any of this money no it's all he gonna go need it. here's where it's going it's rigged Pat, the system is rigged. The whole thing's rigged. It is All right. rigged. Uh, your I turn. would rather listen to Dire Straits <laughs> on a loop for three days than talk about politics. Your turn. Um, okay, we're going to go to another YouTuber. Did I tell you about this one, Kyle? Mm, no. It's right here. Okay. They're called the Flower Pot Men. This is another movie song. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I'm curious to see if you or your listeners recognize it. And listeners, if you recognize it, please call in. Yes. <laughs> Tweet me. Uh, can I see what the song's yep, called? Yep, it's so. called uh, Beat City. Oh, I didn't write it down. It's called Beat City by the Flowerpot Men, and it's on YouTube. There's another... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What? No, I'm not, I'm not ready yet, so go oh, ahead. okay. So, Connect the Dots thing. I had the lead singer of these guys on my show. It's called mm -hmm. Ben Watkins. Um, after this, he got really into like techno, mm -hmm. and he uh, is now the front man of a really popular... Uh, like trance techno electronica group called Juno Reactor. Okay. And he did the music for the Matrix sequels. Oh, wow. And it's crazy to me that the guy who did this The best song, part of those sequels. There you go. <laughs> the guy who did this particular song is also responsible for the Matrix songs. Anyway, Beat City by the Flower Pop. Let's hear it. that song i don't ferris bueller's day off it was featured in that movie that movie did not have a formal soundtrack it does now yeah well the, and this song i don't believe is on why why do you say that? i, I didn't think so me? either but i just looked it up and they do they did just like re-release for the 30th anniversary maybe i think so yeah and yeah. limited to like two thousand copies so. or something. but i can send that to you also because uh, i I got a copy for review. Oh, really? And what's that song? Beat City. Third Beat City. Song, okay. Third song on the uh, on yeah. the album. Isn't that when they're like they're driving 
They're like driving mm-hmm. downtown right after they pick up Sloan. Exactly. It's yes. got 35 songs on the soundtrack. Oh, wow. Um, again, I'm going to I wouldn't freak- be opposed uh, if that also got sent to me. Okay. <laughs> it's a great song, right? But yeah, I meant the whole album. But yeah. yeah, but now I'm going to forget. Um, I'm going to forget some of the stuff that I said I would send you. So send me an email okay. and say, uh, if okay. I haven't deleted your account or blocked yeah. you, um, send that to me and I'll and I'll send you everything we Thank talked you. about. Okay, good. And uh, I'll take that Crusados. Okay, yeah, for sure. And uh, and and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Welcome to music sharing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is here's some here's some interesting maybe not interesting. Uh, the next band I'm going to play, they have 19 studio albums. Oh, goodness. They have nine live albums, 30 compilation albums, 24 singles, okay? 24 singles, mm-hmm. and this came out late in their career. This, this, this might be off their last album. And this and is an 80s song. This is so an 80s song. all that song. was done before the 80s. Yes, they're a 70s band. But they had a they had a reunion album in 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 the eighties, and this song the band is Poco. Oh sure, the song is Call It Love. Yeah, and it was their I love this song. It's their second highest charting. It charted at eighteen. A song from seventy nine called Crazy Love yeah. charted at seventeen. But this is uh this is Call It Love. Uh, David Cole, who worked with Richard Marx, produced mm. this album. Richard okay. Marx r- co-writes, I think, one song. Mm. Maybe produce also produces that song. But um, yeah, that's, I had uh, that cause single when I was in high school. Mm, I stole singles. it from Music Land at Cottonwood Mall. What Salt Lake City? I know. You stole music before it was cool. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it for, since back in the day. I'm and an every and, and correct me every every song you've played today is uh, straight from Casingle, right? Yes, I ripped all of these straight from the Casingles that I stole in high school from Musicland. We now we did a vinyl episode. What if we what if we hooked up a cassette deck and just oh that would cassettes? be a mess. Oh, so awful. <laughs> I hated pre-recorded cassettes so much. Really? I never I thought they it. sounded good. Mm, well, like yeah. I, I always thought if I recorded an album onto a nice you know, mm-hmm. high bias Memorex cassette. Mm-hmm. It sounded way better than the pre-recorded cassette that I would buy. Yeah, I just hated it so I've never much. Been that big of an audiophile. It was always just important to me to have access to the song whenever I wanted it. I, well, you know, if you want to hear the true way the album sounds, it I should know. be on vinyl. I know. I don't collect vinyl. Well, you really should. <laughs> this is for you, Craig. <laughs> Next time he sees me, he's gonna punch me in the throat. All right. So, All right. how many more are we doing? I have one more song, so okay. that means that you're going to have to make some hard and fast cuts, okay. and then choose a playout. So, am I playing one and then a playout, or do I am I playing one more? No, you're going to play one because okay. I just played. You'll play one, then I'll play my last one, Got and it. then you'll play the playout. Okay. We'll do some promoting. Okay. What about Stephen? What do you do for a living? Real estate. Real estate. Oh, that's yeah. great, right? How's that business going? I only just started it. Oh, literally, hmm. I was an auditor. Okay. All right, that's cool. Did you get along with your father-in-law? Uh-huh. Oh, that's good then. Yeah, that's good. 
Because if you were under that guy's thumb, fuck that job, right? And okay, are you you're, are you on uh, Twitter? No. No. Why would you need to be? Yeah. I'm at Steve House's. You, dot- <laughs> yeah, you might need to get on Twitter to yeah for, oh, for yeah. promotion for promotion. Well. Yeah. You seem like a you seem like an upstanding guy. I like you so much more than John. And uh, <laughs> if you ever want to host this show for free, gosh, you, you're in. <laughs> we'll play all songs swindled. about houses. Swindled. Stephen Houses is taken. Oh, Stephen. But this guy only has 13 followers. He He's might be Stephen able to usurp PH. that. Oh, with a PH. That might make a difference. Oh, Ooh. let's check it out. Like Stephen King. Stephen Houses. Stephen Houses available. You got to get go. it before you got to get it before this airs because some <laughs> listener will be a dick and just take it <laughs> for no reason. That. You're gonna take I'm it. Your brother. Buy it. No, 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 no. Some some listener will do sell it. it to him. No, you'll be, do it now. Do it tonight. All right. What's your song? Okay. So this is my second to last. Uh, Hard and fit. Do you have to cut any? Are you saying uh, apologies? One. Who are you apologizing? I'm apologizing to, to Big Country. who are one of my very favorite bands of all mm-hmm. time. I love them. Um, the drummer is. Mark Brzezecki. I had him on my show. The drummer's Mark Brzezecki. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. He's, he's African-American dude. No, that's the bass player, Tony Butler, who played with uh, Pete Townsend. He's in those early Pete Townsend videos. Tony Butler was the bassist. Uh, Mark Brzezecki was the drummer. And uh, Bruce Watson was the guitar player. And the main guy, Stuart Adamson, committed suicide 16 years ago, I think. Okay, why did I think? Okay, I, I'm, I have something turned around in my head. Okay, cool. I believe you because you've yeah. been very knowledgeable so far. Oh, thank you. All right, go ahead. I love Big Country. What so song were you going to play? I was going to play East of Eden, one of their other songs mm-hmm. that's not in, in a, a Big, big country. country. Yeah. Um, instead, I'm going to play a song by Patrick S- Simmons. I can't tell. Do you like the Doobie Brothers? Yeah, I do like the Doobie Brothers. Do you really? Sure. I, I, even, love- like their, I even love their last studio album that just came out. I don't know that I'd go that far, but their first nine <laughs> are like. I usually see. I see me. them about every time they come through. Do you? Yeah, I've never seen them. I've. They're, they're phenomenal. Of, they're one of those bands that just like three or four years ago, I thought, why don't I own every Doobie Brother album? They're amazing. Tom uh, Tom Johnston. This is I mm-hmm. again. Look, listeners, I'm fucking sorry if I say I repeat some stuff sometimes because maybe we have new listeners that never heard my I'm hearing things again my bullshit (laughs) it's been two hours one of my favorite same stories one of my favorite interviews was with Tom Johnston and he said he said he said look no one he goes I got to walk my daughter to school I got to go grocery shopping he goes no one knew in in our neighborhood at the school no one knew what I did he goes I got to be rock star on the weekend he goes because Doobie Brothers was a band no one yeah. No face stood out mm-hmm. um, except Michael until Michael sure, McDonald joined. Sure. Yeah. I love them. They're just, they make me happy. And they're, um, Patrick Simmons, one of the guys, Great guitarist. he put out a solo album in yep. the early 80s. It's very 80s sounding. Yes. And that's when he cut his hair short. Yes. It's kind of like a mullety, mm-hmm. like, like with a lot of hairspray. And it's he would wear, crazy. He'd wear yes. a hat. Yes. In <laughs> fact, this out, al- this album makes me think of you did an episode once of, uh, songs that are the only song you have from a particular album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I didn't care for anything else on this album except the song So Wrong, okay. which is really good. So that's What's what the album called? Is it called? Oof, I can't even remember. Arcade. Arcade, that's Thank it. Thank you, Kyle. It started with an A. Mm-hmm. 
that. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not that into that. And yeah, when you feeling. say that was the best song, the only song you liked in right, the album, right? God forbid. Yeah, but that makes that actually makes Michael McDonald sound edgy. Okay, so you don't. You there's no. See, I'm curious about this because yeah. I know that's an '80s sounding. That's song very and 80s. Yeah, but that's okay with me because that's in my comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. For you, that's that's a bridge too far. I mean, in the in the eight, in the '80s, when I would buy, when I was into a band, whatever offshoot project mm-hmm. that any member of the band would release, I would I would buy. So okay. I I know what it was like to buy those. Yeah. T- I'm like, oh my god, Steve Smith from Journey has a vital information. What's that like? Oh, that's shit. Uh-huh. Is what it is. But you know, you just and then you're stuck with them. Like yeah. eight ninety nine, yeah. put it in the rack. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, that doesn't sound like the Doobie Brothers at no, all. No, it doesn't. But, but I it, think that song has a really good groove. Yeah. I mean, take this, it's got that wicka 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 whoever, type guitar. No matter who sang that song, that groove, the bass, mm-hmm. the, it's funky. I like the. Chorus yeah, you can a lot. sell me on aspects of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the um, again, if you're gonna do a solo album, like, then do something really different from the band. Mm-hmm. You know, when like when Lou Graham makes a solo album, I'm like, well, that's why that's a Foreigner album. I know, but Foreigner Mick Jones didn't want Midnight Blue. Isn't can you believe that I fucking know, mistake? Right? What a fucking mistake that is. I know. I just don't get it. You don't yeah. get Midnight Blue? Whatever. It's good enough now to appear on their greatest hits albums. <laughs> I know. That's such a great song. And they, <laughs> yeah, they really did. Yeah. Uh, Nils Lofgren plays on that first album. Oh, back to Nils. Why do you just, you, I, don't know. I would rather talk, I would rather listen to Dire Straits <laughs> than talk about Nils Lofgren. On a loop for four days than talk about Nils Lofgren. Seems like a nice guy. I'm just kidding. Okay, this song, I forget, I, I first heard this song on this podcast, mm. I want to say Mike Siegel brought this song in because I can remember Mike doing that. You know that dance Mike would do? Yeah. Where he looks, yeah, that's the dance he does. <laughs> and I hate it, but love it all at the same time. This band is called Balance. Uh, what? Are you? What? what? What do you mean? Are you serious? Yeah. The song's called Breaking Away. We just taught. Is this a joke? No. <laughs> Did you just bring this band up? You you don't pay attention. <laughs> I can't tell if you're kidding. I think you're kidding. What no, are you saying? No. Okay, the episode that you made people pay for. Yeah. When you had your listeners request a song. Yep. I requested this song. Was it Breaking Away? I think it was. I requested this song. Okay. And you played it on that episode. I'm going to play it again. And you got my name right. I know. That's why it was going to be the play out. This <laughs> was going to be my play out. Oh, really? Yes. But I But you gave me the play out. I know, really but before sweet. I before when I thought that, that I thought I was going to play this because because oh, okay. I was gonna, but okay I almost brought this again so just, this wasn't with Siegel but for some reason I did we I can't remember who you co-hosted that it with. was just the two of us for oh, that was one. it okay yeah so I so I understand okay. why you forgot who it was okay it was Kyle Kyle no this Kyle, song, you're much funnier in person by the way oh thanks he's yeah. not even bringing it today he's kind of laid back today I know but he uh, you're you're it, I I'm into it I oh, dig okay. it yeah. He digs you, man. Yeah. He digs yeah. you. It almost sounds like, now I like you. No, I just, yeah. you know, because so much of the show is always the Pat yeah. and who he's with. Yeah. And this is Bob Kulik. Again, there's yes. been a lot of Kulik talk today. Yes. But yeah, this song, like when you suggested this and we played it originally, I remember like it was in my head. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I have heard that song, mm-hmm. but not for years and I don't remember where. Yeah. But this is- And you still don't remember where you heard it. When's this- uh, 1980. What's the? Do you know what the whole album's like? Is the whole album? It's good? all like this. It is. It's really fun. I mean, if you're, again, maybe you're. It's what your ears are tuned to. Yeah, this sounds I great. I love it, and it, the whole album is like this. Well, let's um, hear it. Yes. Let's hear "Breaking Away." 
Now, once again, this album has been remastered and is available through Rock Candy Records. Really? I have been trying to get Rock Candy Records to to like advertise to oh. advertise if they knew how much yes. I talked about them yes. and how much I love their label yes. and how many albums that I that I have purchased from their label. Yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, everything I like, they've I released. highly recommend that whole album. And the lead singer is named Pepe Castro. He was on my show. Hey, Pepe. Pepe. What's up? <laughs> my daughter calls him Pepperoni Casserole. But uh, <laughs> but he's the best. He was the lead singer of the Blues Magoos, like a psychedelic rock mm-hmm. band back yeah. in the 60s. And he's still out there. He sang on um, uh, uh, Kiss Paul Stanley's solo album. Uh, stuff. Live to Win. Live to Win? No, the, the one from 78 that they oh. all did. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wouldn't you like to know me? It's all right. Yeah. Hold me, touch me. Well, I know that you are sleeping, <laughs> but there's something I must say. Oh, gosh. Here we go. That's Paul Stanley. Think. Yeah. You're doing some Paul Stanley for me. That's that's epic. Let me tell you something. Here it comes. Anytime John and Steven are in here, it's great. <laughs> Steven comes in, he's got a pink shirt on. That's fine with me. Little Steven looks like he could be Paul Stanley's brother. Oh, little Steven's great. <laughs> Takes off his do-rag. He's got scars on his head. <laughs> Sometimes we go, we, we get a smoothie, <laughs> strawberry. I say throw, throw some kale and some asparagus was in it. Was that show he was on for a long time? He had a... Little Steven? Yeah. He was Lilla on Hammer? A, Lily Hammer. Well, no, and then he Sopranos. was on... He was on a Sopranos. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> what was his character called? I don't know. Probably Big Something. <laughs> big Petey or Big Stevie. Vince. I think it was Silvio. Silvio. That's great. So. <laughs> Perfect. Just gets better and better. Sometimes people come up to me, they say, Paul, and I say, what? <laughs> they say, Paul, who's your favorite character on The Sopranos? And I say, Silvio. <laughs> Silvio's a stone cold killer. Yeah. What are you looking up? You're looking up uh, something. I was looking up what his name was. It's Silvio. Silvio. Yeah. Yeah. I was making sure. All right, let's do some promoting, and then you're going to do a, do a play out for us. Yeah. Kyle, you are at Kyle Dotson Funny. Yep. We are at Rock Solid Show. I am at Pat underscore Francis. We're on Facebook. We're on uh, Instagram. Instagram. Spotify, too, but you haven't updated that in a while, right? Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. If someone wants to do that, email us. <laughs> Who would want to? <laughs> no one. Who would want to do that? No one's going to want to. Uh, rocksolidpodcast.com. That's where you can read Andrew Rich's... Uh, Amazing show notes. Uh, what's his nickname? Oh, A-Bombs. A-Bombs. We love them. A-Bombs. Uh, promote your stuff one more time. Do it. Okay. The Hustle Podcast. Um, how do people who are no longer famous make a living? That's really the focus of the podcast. Okay. Um, you can find us on iTunes. You can. Uh, I'm on Twitter, barely, at The Hustle Pod. You can email me at thehustlepod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can like our page. You can keep in touch with me that way. If there's a band or an artist that you love, I would say our sweet spot is probably about 1975 to 1995, but it's not a hard and fast rule. But if there's somebody that you love that you want to know how they're doing, what they're doing, uh, let me know and I'll try and track them down and get them on the show. Oh, you got a uh, you got a nice little logo there. Yeah, I am following you. Oh, are you? Yeah, you you retweeted something of mine once. Um, I had Walter Egan on the show, and uh, right after you did the Fleetwood Mac one with David Wilde, yeah, and when yeah, I was yeah. talking to him, he was he let it. Sl- I don't know if this is common knowledge or not, but he did said, he did he slept with Stevie Nicks? Yeah, did he ha- he's like, and then my dreams came true, and I said, dreams? What are you talking about? 
well, Stevie and I had like a two-week affair. And this guy, I mean... Did, I almost played uh, Full Moon Fire today. Oh, really? But I, it, it just, it, I just kind of... Because I've played it on here before, sure. but I love his solo stuff. Me too. And he, I mean, think about this. So Walter Egan, he's a substitute teacher in Nashville. He still does a lot of music. Mm-hmm. But he's standing in front... This is what f- floors me. He's standing in front of a room full of kids. Mm-hmm. And he has the memory of a naked Stevie Nicks bouncing around in his head. And you want him to tell those kids about it. Well, I just, they don't know. They don't know, they don't know that who this, Stevie Nicks is. Right, but they don't and know. And if they that, saw her, they'd go, ooh, you slept with that no, old lady? No, back in the day. So he has like carnal knowledge of one of the most desirable women in history. Like and many, a couple years ago, he dated Pamela DeBar. Oh, Pamela DeBar's been on yeah, our show. I know, Walter is the man. Did, um, how many times do you think he slept with Stevie Nicks? In two weeks, two and a half weeks, how many times? Maybe twice a day? A thousand. <laughs> a thousand. He's like, this isn't going to last. I think with enough Coke, you can just keep going and going and going. A thousand times. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. A thousand. I don't think I've ever had sex a thousand times. No. No way. No way. No. With someone else? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Oh, uh, that is so funny. Uh, yeah. Where does he? Where's where's he? Where's he based out of? Nashville. He lives in Nashville. Um, he still plays a lot. I'm Facebook friends with him, um, but his he keeps a uh, substitute teaching gig mm-hmm. so that he has something to do and work to do. On I'm the glad you just told me he lives in Nashville because the um, Decibel Geek podcast is trying mm-hmm. to get a get a. Um, I know. I got contacted about yeah, that too, uh, and that would be a that would be like I'd like to have like a couple people. Of that ilk, mm-hmm. you know, like a Bertie Higgins sure. or Stephen Bishop, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> someone who's really big at eight. Yeah, right. but no, I'd like to have someone like that I know that's in Nashville, like B- Billy Falcon. I'm a big fan of Billy Falcon, and, mm-hmm. and Walter Egan would be great. Just, yeah. just have a couple singer songwriters that are. Uh, that, I've uh, had a few people from Nashville on my show. Yeah, yeah. Tom Peterson from Cheap Trick lives in Nashville, but they're on tour when he's planning these these dates. Okay. Would you go down for that if it yeah, happens? Yeah, I'm planning on it. Uh, if it becomes real, yeah. Would Jan fly in from... Uh, I don't know. I thought about that. Steve may come with me, if nothing else. Oh, but we're yeah, we're I out. wish... Steve's going to be in there for that. <laughs> I feel bad because Jan's off in you know, Scotland and mm-hmm. doesn't get to be here and participate as Have much. Have you ever been to Scotland? Yeah, I, I used to live in England, and so did he. Cambridge, England. That's how we knew each other. Nice. And our families became really close, and so he, uh, he was living in the States. He moved mm-hmm. back a few years ago. Is he on Twitter? I don't think so. All right. No. He's like you, can light, you could friend either of us on Facebook if you want, if you can figure out how to spell our last names. I thought we are friends on Facebook. No, I think I follow you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like, I, it, it, you're a narcissist. I don't want to <laughs> send you a friend request and have you be like, yes. Yes. One more friend. Ha-ha, Just keep them coming. Bring it. You send me one and we'll see what happens. It's so funny, like someone from high school is like, how do you have over a thousand friends on Facebook? I've never even seen a thousand people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't like anyone. I know. And I, I just say, I go, I don't know. I don't really know any of those people. I'm, I'm an high celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell, tell them that people pay you money to come listen to music with you. Let me ask you a serious question right now. Did you get your money's worth? Yes. Yes. And I don't know if you remember There's this. There's a little hesitation there. No, I absolutely no did. hesitation at all. I loved it. I, this has been a dream. I offered you twice as much money two years ago, and you told me no. Is that true? Yes. So this was Can literally we go back to a that? bargain at Can half the price. Can we go back to that? Because <laughs> this was a chore. It, no, it was for No, you. it's funny because no. you can't, you've, you're a podcaster, so you came in here and, and you're ready to go. It's uh, There's been a couple people who 
who everyone nails it once the mics are on. But there's been people like before we I'm record sure. and they're like, I'm really nervous. I'm like, dude, let's just three of us yeah. in a room. No one talking about music. Cool. Yeah, you're Either cool. You like it or you don't. Don't be nervous. Yeah. Nothing to be nervous about. So, um, but you brought it because you're. Thank you. Could you do this? Thank you. Do you play music on your podcast? I've never listened. I do. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. <laughs> like yes. I don't know. I don't do know you, why you don't even like just listen to one. I will. I know. Now. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I thought you would listen to one before I got here. You in fact, some of my you don't I, know what my life's like. One of my listeners is Jim Headley, who you know. He's Jim's the best. He emails me like every week to tell me what he thinks of that week's episode. But Sucks. He, stop every week. <laughs> no, mine. Like John, you need to do better at this or that. But we. He's at. He said, "Do you think Pat listens to your podcast?" And I said, "I can almost guarantee you that no, Pat has." I will definitely to listen to it now. You are a liar. I'll listen to one. I had Eric Bazilian on. I know you like Eric Bazilian. I heard he's got a giant penis. I know. If you called it a bazillion. Yeah. <laughs> And this was right a, around a friend the time of my, I, a friend of my wife dated him. That. You yeah. said that. Did you ask him about that? No, I didn't hear about that <laughs> till afterwards. But I would have. I should ask him again. Like how? D- does he have a mustache on his penis? Why like do, do you have a picture? <laughs> he has like a weird. None of his penis. This is like a strange. Oh, I've never oh. seen him with that facial hair. Oh, that really? must be for that, that was weird. like a yeah. thing. That's that's strange. Yeah. That's They're strange. really big and sweet. It's like a pirate. You know that? No, they're. I'm going to be playing them on the Rust Belt band. I, I know love he's. Murders. I know he's big in his yeah. pants. And, I know uh, that. <laughs> and I don't think he liked me. It was one while while it was happening. This I is a really theme good. now. People that you talk to <laughs> don't enjoy you. I know. You were some like of them you were like you were don't. like you're like a Milton Berle, and he was like, "I'm way bigger than Milton Berle." <laughs> who was the Who was Milton the number Basilian. one person? That liked you the most that you interviewed. Who liked you the the most? I don't know. I mean, some people I'm still Facebook friends with them and stuff like that. Our probably our our number one episode is um, a lady named Robin Clark. Mm-hmm. So she, if you remember Simple Minds, who are one of my favorite bands ever yeah. in the '80s, she was the black lady that sang like Alive and Kicking and sang. Oh, and her herself. hair was kind of spiky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I tracked her down, not knowing really that she's married to Carlos Alomar, who's David Bowie's guitarist. And wow, Bowie cool. is like my number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found her just maybe three weeks after Bowie died, and she offered to come on. And I wasn't expecting this. In fact, I assumed they were divorced like mm-hmm. everyone else, but they're not. And she let me ask anything I wanted. And I'm a huge Bowie guy, and I just, I was like, what does he eat? What's his favorite movie? Did you ever see him in his pajamas? Yeah. Did you ever have to nurse him with a broken heart? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really wanted to personalize the guy. And um, she was so sweet. And she uh, she shared it to all her friends. It's her number one. In fact, her birthday was nice. last September. And she shared it again. And it almost chokes me up, honestly. Because I think, here's this amazing lady who's done so much. Yeah. And on her birthday, when she wanted to feel special... She shared our conversation a second time. You know what I mean? That's pretty cool. And I'm a, I'm a dude doing this in his bedroom in Denver. I'm like the Bon Iver of podcasts. <laughs> Some guy. You know what I mean? All right. Look, John, you are the first of the listener series. We have five more people that are going to come in here uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you nailed it. They're Thank you. really going to have to step up their game Thank you. to be better than you. Yeah. And um, what's the playout song? Okay. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Stephen, for sitting yeah, here. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you, John. And I love you a lot, Pat. Thank you. This was an honor. I will friend you. <laughs> That's so and nice. Then, but not follow. Just That's friend. Whatever. You'll put me in that subcategory of like once a year, send a little thing. What's funny is when people send me a friend request, the first thing I do is see if we have any mutual friends. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, I don't 
Yeah, like, delete, I weirdo. I know. Or I'll send them a message. I'll go, hey, I saw you sent me a friend request. Yeah. How do we know each other? Right. And like some people go, oh, I don't know you at all. <laughs> but then if someone says, oh, I, I like, I like yeah. your show, then I'll then I'll accept. But if they don't, if there's no connection, mm-hmm. delete. I, I know, thought I liked your name. I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I get a few of those too, listeners. But I think it's nice, you know. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. If and, it's listeners, that's cool. But if it's just some you know, I'm friends random. with Sinzak and the and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those guys too. Talk about I can barely say his name either. I know Chris and John. That's how I know people by. <laughs> it's difficult to spell. So what is your okay? Uh, so the playout song. Okay. This is uh, a band called the Chameleons. In my opinion, the most underrated band of the '80s, perhaps of all time. This is the most beautiful song ever recorded. And it's seven and a half minutes long, and it's just going to get going by the time you guys fade it out. So I hope anyone who anyone who likes The Cure, in fact, I think you might appreciate this song a little okay. bit, Kyle. But it's kind of that dark goth, more masculine Cure. It's great. It's called Soul in Isolation, most beautiful song ever recorded. Strong words. Yeah. <laughs> 